to your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What's up? I can't shake this disease, man. I think it's I think it's on the way out now, but... Is it AIDS? It's either AIDS or what's the latest subvariant? BA2, something like that? Super AIDS? <laughs> well, you know, with how dangerous Corona is, maybe Super AIDS I'd be better off with. But uh, mm-hmm. I know I had Corona November 2020 because I lost my taste and smell. At least that's a yeah. dead giveaway. I never tested positive for Corona, but I wonder if I've been reinfected with the latest Corona subvariant. If only I had been vaccinated and double boosted <laughs> yeah. then all of this struggle could have been avoided no it's kind Dude, of um it's just one of those very minor sicknesses that has lingered just it hangs just, on yeah it won't go away uh so. did you know that there's a playgirl magazine yeah uh well, how I, am I, I just discovering this now i know everything about playgirl believe me i i didn't know this <laughs> Until I found out that Peter Steele posed for Playgirl magazine, and now I cannot stop looking at it. Geraldo Rivera. Wow. I Do you remember when we were in Cleveland in 2016 and we were right next to Geraldo? We saw Geraldo. He's really short. It the the smallest manlet I saw was between Chris Hayes and Geraldo. It was neck and neck <laughs> for tiniest man. But they so never stood next to each other, so I'm not sure who was smaller. And of course, I don't know. Um, I don't know. As, since Sunday, last time we talked, it was looking like the Elon Musk Twitter stuff was imminent. Lo and behold, Monday it happens. And since Give then, me have, my Twitter back. Have you tried to log in? I haven't, but I did a- appeal. Okay, yeah, because a lot of people are saying people are coming back. A lot of people are saying, I know that there's been massive follower increases for a lot of um, conservative leaning accounts. Maybe I can log in. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious. And uh, I know sure. everyone's awaiting your first tweet upon return. I know what it's going to say. I know what it's going to say, but but they don't. And you can't tip them off until you, until it's time. You know, you don't want to spoil gonna that. I'm going to make sure that I'm fully tank tanking my um, career forever. Yeah. So I don't know. Twitter's saying it's organic. Uh, people are speculating that maybe the uh, the algorithmic manipulation has been turned off over there all i know is for me it doesn't matter whether i post uh, a video from youtube or whether i post a picture of my dog or whether i post a picture of my newborn son for that matter i'm on the uh youtube or the the whatever twitter list says every image he posts he posts is uh sensitive content so Hmm. when i set up the stream tonight i usually post just some of the stream artwork that goes with the tweet and and i checked Yes, the stream artwork is still sensitive content. So whatever uh, demotion has been going on at Twitter <clears throat> is still applied to my account. But your account is permanently suspended. So. Okay, so no lift. What is? I forgot what your handle is because people had a couple of people had emailed me to ask me. It's blondes 
underscore tweets. That's what, okay. At, and I tried to search, but of course it's nuked if I try to search. It's gone. I want it back. I think I had like 20,000 followers. I want this count back. Some of the best. I mean, I know you made many deserving women cry with that Twitter account. I know. Account. But so, do I still have it in me? I don't know. I, I know you have it in you. It's just whether you want to focus your energies on, uh, I suppose, motherhood where it belongs or making deserving women cry on Twitter. Per- potentially where it also belongs. You can yeah. walk and what chew gum at the same time. that makes me a better mother? It's true. Little break, little time for you, little time for your hobby. Never hurt anybody from a parenting perspective. <laughs> your child is crying while you're making women cry like, on Twitter. Shut up. I'm telling her she's fat. <laughs> no one's ever going to love her. Yeah. Okay. That's enough uh, yapping about all that stuff. You guys know how the call in show works. Uh, but if you are new and you are curious how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be watching on. If you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us an email as well. Now, the way to send an email question is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll take those at the end of the show as we do every week. And uh, we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. Let's hop right into the calls. Uh, Zeke's is up first. Zeke's, are you there? I'm here. How are you both tonight? We are well. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I haven't called in a while. was wondering, uh, what were mask mandates like for you guys? Did you have them at all? Mm, Hospitals, but otherwise, no. We had a statewide one from July 2020 to something like April or May of 2021. And that not everybody followed that. And of course, after that, there were private ones like the venues that blonde's talking about things like hospitals or some businesses, but we haven't had a a statewide mask mandate here for about a year now. Oh, that's, that's nice. We, so I'm in Wisconsin and Hmm. statewide we had nothing. Um, but in the county I'm in, we had a mask mandate from last August until it ended in March. So we were the only county in the state with it. We also had the highest vaccination rate. This so, has to be, can I, can I guess the county? Uh, yes, you can. It's, it's one of two. And I'm going to guess it's Dane County. It, it is Dane County. Nailed oh, it. look at that. Nailed it. Yeah. Which surprised me because I went to Milwaukee County at one point in the fall and I was surprised when I walked into a store and didn't have to wear a mask. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I guess in the two months since it's been lifted, I just kind of wanted to share what it's been like. Um, so right when it was lifted, it was probably 50-50 on whether people were wearing masks in you know grocery stores or at work for me, because we at work, our mandate was basically contingent on the county. So when that was lifted, ours was lifted. Um, but no like stores or anything, you know, hospitals and, you know, doctor's offices, they still have mandates, but that's basically it, which is wild because at least the compliance when it was, you know, in effect was really, really high, at least from my experience. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I, 
I don't know to v- if I should view that as encouraging or not, because you know so many people see how pointless it is. Yeah, but they're also willing to go along with it at the same time. So I don't really know how to view it. Yeah, that's the same discouragement that I find, and I know, I know for most people, it, and myself included, I I complied with this where I had to also. Yeah, and I know for most people, it's a it's a minor inconvenience, and it doesn't drastically change your life. Or so you think. I think that in the context of schools and other settings, it it is actually um, pr- I, certainly much more harmful than it is to say wear the mask for ten minutes in the grocery store. But to the principle that you're getting at, what? How far would you go in obeying orders that you disagree with? Orders that violate your conscience. And uh, we we all have to have a line there because if we don't, things get really bad really quick. Yeah. What's your line? I don't know. I've been trying to think about what that should be. I, I I would like to say on principle that that these people didn't follow, especially to the extent that that the process for passing new law was not followed in many cases. Mm-hmm. They weren't legitimate anyway, even if you're willing to comply. Um, but I suppose if you grant the idea that emergency orders are theoretically just, even if this wasn't an emergency. But let's say in some emergency situation there was, some emergency order that you disagree with. I don't know. I don't know what the line is for how much you should be willing to compromise your conscience to comply with some authority's order that you do so. And I guess I would say, uh, if you're not violating anyone's rights, if if not complying with the order does not violate the rights of others, I don't see a problem with not complying with the order. I suppose the counterside would be you are violating the rights of others by not wearing a mask. But I've never accepted that premise. If you intentionally infect somebody, I see the argument. But there's a biological reality to the world. We're all walking around with bacteria and viruses all the time. You can't mm-hmm. escape that. Right. And if we're going to make everyone liable for infecting someone with the flu we've made the world unworkable what would society look like yeah that kind of accountability so i don't know prove anybody did it deliberately unless they go on the internet and talk about how they did it deliberately (laughs) there might be uh some implicating quotes for you but i don't know uh what what do you think zeke's uh what one are, are you it seems like you're concerned about the the principles at stake like you were describing but what should the rules be? Should we comply at all? Or should we fight this on principle from the start? You know, I, it's, it's definitely a tricky situation because I know, you know, from my own experience, I probably didn't fight it as much as I should have. Because, you know, as you said, it's, you know, a minor inconvenience for me, even wearing it at work was just in the hallways. You know, when I was in my, office at work i didn't have to wear it because you know i share that with one other person they're like you're a close contact regardless so it was really just in the halls and at meetings and then at meetings that got lifted too so it i definitely but you know around my apartment building i didn't wear it i never really wore it even when we had a mandate and you know that was you know nobody told me to put one on I wasn't the only one who was, you know, doing that, but at grocery stores and restaurants, like, you know, I need to eat. So I, I would put it on and walk through for 10 minutes. Um, 
But I don't know. I think <clears throat> it definitely, I, I should have pushed back more. I think we all should have pushed back more and we should have pushed back right away. But, you know, the problem with this was nobody really knew how bad it was Yeah. in uh, March and April of, of 2020 when this stuff first came down. And Yeah, and I, I get it more in that context. You know, but, um, you know, a lot of people that I know who were, you know, definitely on the conservative side of things were really concerned about COVID mm-hmm. even before shutdowns. Like I, I have a friend who bought a hazmat suit in January of 2020. Wow. Did he what ever put asshole. it to use? Uh, I actually don't know if he ever used it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, that sort of thing. There were people who were really concerned about it because we've actually... We had no idea. There was no way to trust what was coming out of China. And so people were concerned. And because of that, I feel like we kind of let this happen to us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess even though I'm, I'm very disappointed with the degree to which we complied, and I'll include myself in instances where I complied and probably shouldn't have. But if we can learn lessons going forward and have a keener eye for this sort of nonsense in the future, maybe maybe there's benefit in that. But um but I, I, yeah, I worry maybe not. It's like if Biden uh, and the DOJ did decide to try to fight this plain mask mandate and actually reinstate the mandate, and if it came down tomorrow that it's reinstated with the same people who were clapping, put the mask right back on, and I fear that they would. I, I really do. But People um, would be so happy to do that. Anyway, uh, thank you for the call, man, and uh, appreciate the thoughts. Yeah, of course. Have a good, Have a good night. night. You too. That's the frustrating part, too. He he references uh, worrying about this stuff amid the uncertainty of March or April two years ago. Yeah, but man, if you're still worrying about it, like in June, and we know we know you can pe- suck my balls. And we know almost nobody is. It's probably fewer than 10% of people are, are really that worried about it. Maybe more. I don't know. The Democratic constituency might be higher. But I guess the point I'm making is we know a lot of people were doing it despite their personal opposition to it, because as soon as those mandates go away, so do the masks, which means everybody was thinking behind the mask. This is bullshit, but I'm going to do it anyway. It could have been the removal of the rule that prompted us all to move in that direction, or it could have been a handful of us with the courage to say this is bullshit. If we all just stop because we all want to stop, it goes away right now. Mm -hmm. Just needed a little more leadership. And if we can figure out how to do that next time, we might not allow ourselves to dump two years down the drain uh, yeah, to avoid really. getting uh, a glorified cold at this point. Okay, Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, are you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Hi. You know what? I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, you Wait. better be sure. Pick something. Oh. You're not totally prepared for this Colin show that we don't prepare for. I never am. I get here, I drive home, and then I get home, and then I'm here. So, um, how about what do you want politicians to move towards? You mean uh, like ideologically? What? Because uh, I, I was going to say I want them just to to move away from DC and just stop this Anarchy? whole operation at this point. Yeah. But you mean move, so, like move toward a certain policy position or what? Yeah. Like, do you, like, Matt, would you want them to move back towards just like an OG constitution? Um, yeah. Can I, can, like, 
Sorry, finish your thought. Uh, I was going to say, uh, even if it meant like destroying, let's say the 19th or something. Oh, would I, just would, like I would I trade a ri- to... OG constitution and actually adhering to it for the 19th? Yeah. No, no. Yes. I mean, like, would do you want politicians in power who would literally just like start dismantling newer stuff? Well, what I even, want even constitutional amendments. What I want is not um, I could make an argument for policy A, B and C that I would like to see, but I don't think any of those are as important as returning power to the states where it properly belongs. And if we could get back to that, the, the likelihood of, of congressmen and senators going to D.C. to vote to diminish their own power is next to none. It's never going to happen. Yeah. But much, much more than any personal policy I'd like to see, certainly at the national level. I would just like to see drastically reduced national power, federal power, (laughs) and power restored to where it belongs, which is the people in the states. That would be great. That's never going to happen. Well, people don't relinquish control unless they're given no option. Yeah. So, um, you know, they need to be given no option. Well, they they seem to insist on that. You know, it sounds it sounds kind of threatening when you put it that way. That's the option they choose. They demand that. It's like somebody breaking into your home and then, you know, they're threatening you with a gun and then you shoot them in the head. And it's like, you made me do this. You made me do this. Well, and yeah, they will not to the point. They will not leave us, us being the people and the states alone. They want all power concentrated. And uh, when you choose that, you invite conflict and power gets restored to where it properly belongs eventually yeah um and you could do that voluntarily you could say oh properly uh, power is properly with the people in the states here you go they won't do that though um but uh what what about you juggernaut what uh what are your thoughts on it on any issue by the way i don't mean to just on the on the return of power to the states i wouldn't mind someone going in and basically treating it like it's clown world hmm and just like proposing all of these policies that are just, you know, they don't do much, but it's just to troll ev- literally everyone. Let's hmm. say, let's say I run for governor of Florida and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ban the speed limit. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually in Montana, we used to have the speed limit used to be reasonable and prudent. Yeah. And you know why it's not? Because guess what? We have a long way to travel in this state. You want to drive from the eastern border with the Dakotas to the western border with Idaho? That's a long time. There's a lot of straight road where you can drive very fast. What used to be reasonable and prudent. (laughs) Guess who interfered with that? The feds. The feds said, Uh, you will not get your highway funds if you don't change this. And when they say you will not get your highway funds, they mean you will not get the funds that we stole from you and everybody else to redistribute for the purposes of building these roads. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of trolling, but it was real policy as of like the late 90s in this state. That sounds like excellent policy to run on. Just all the policy around that. Just dismantling even the most nonsensical things like the speed limit. No one really thinks about it. No, I just dismantle it. Go away. No more speed limit. What about no more stop signs? That's a little more dangerous. Yeah. No more stop signs. Uh, Roundabouts everywhere. 
Well, seatbelts <laughs> seat are really interesting to the question, should seatbelts be mandated? And of course, if you think that seatbelts are they only put you at risk if you don't wear them, uh, of course, I wouldn't be in favor of mandating them. The only argument I've heard, though, is that if you don't wear a seatbelt, you can become a projectile to hurt other people. I don't know if that's oh, true huh. or not, Probably, but I suppose <laughs> yeah. it is. Like if you go through your windshield and you hit someone or something, you damage other people or property. And at that point, you're probably dead and it'll be hard for us to hold you accountable. I I now have to find out if that was ever something that's happened. I'm sure it has. I mean, people have gone. A lot of people have gone through windshields. I can tell you that. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I'm done wasting your time. (laughs) Thank you. That was one of my favorite uh, Family Guy bits of all time. Do you remember Officer Reese? Mm-mm. So it, it was a family guy cutaway. Officer Reese responds to the scene of a head on. Both guys had gone through the windshield. One <laughs> is laying there and he says, he got chocolate in my peanut butter. Cause they were, one guy was driving eating chocolate. The other was driving eating peanut butter. He got chocolate in my peanut butter. He got peanut butter in my chocolate. Officer Reese <laughs> takes a taste, thinks about it for a second, shoots both in the head and walks away with his genius candy. That's the story of Reese's. The invention of Reese's is two guys going through their windshields. That's how it happened. Anyway. uh, Okay. Glory girl is up next. Glory girl. Are you there? Glory girl. Hi, man. Oh, there we go. Hi. What's on your mind? Oh, it's nice to finally talk to you you guys. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, I was actually wondering about conservative philosophy and conservative okay. philosophers. That was something that was actually mentioned on a Louis LaValle stream of the lack of conservative philosophers. I was wondering if either of you two have any conservative philosophers to recommend. Hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not of great, at least like modern conservative philosopher understanding. But if I had to think of people who shaped my thinking, um, Thomas Sowell would maybe be a good modern reference. Well, Christopher Hitchens, but he was a militant atheist. So maybe Peter Hitchens, but he got the vaccine. Oh, well, he's he's out. He's done. Dead to me. Yeah. But of course, it depends what you mean by conservative, though, because I think a lot of American founding political philosophy it, it's historically, I suppose, liberal. It's classically liberal. Mm-hmm. But today that's considered conservative political thought. So when you talk about the philosophy of natural rights and, and John Locke and, and a lot of the thinking that went into the founding of this country, that's, I suppose, it, it, I don't even like to call it conservative philosophy because it's not. It's the founding philosophy of this country. But for anybody who... Uh, I suppose, holds conservative views politically, it would be important to understand a lot of those, um, the the English philosophers that contributed to the founding of the country. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Glory Girl? So you're saying, um, I also want to comment on the whole trans and sports thing. Sure. I'm sort of actually an accelerationist as far as that. Yeah, I think that it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. What has Leah Thomas been doing the last few weeks? I've heard nothing. Is he like, done? 
didn't want that to happen. But let it happen. The trans people have gotten further at destroying feminism than <clears throat> the MRAs ever could. Uh, that's true. As as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Like YouTube five or six years ago put a lot of dents in feminism, but yeah. nobody has dented feminism harder than Leah Thomas Leah and Thomas, some of yeah. the uh, the male track athletes who have been allowed to run against women and that sort of thing. Oh, it's great. I love it. I just I, I is all these conservative politicians. They're like, oh, we got to protect the women folk. <laughs> No, don't let them let them think, and then you know when they come back, give them demands. Well, what's uh, what's the end game here? Are you uh, like are you uh, are no women's sports kind of kind of thinking, or are you? What's your goal as far as the accelerationism on the women in sports thing? What do you want to see as the end result? I want to see Title Nine and just go. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That shouldn't even be. I wouldn't mind women's sports in general. Professional sports, if it makes money. Of course, it it yeah. generally does not. At least not comparatively. The WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. <laughs> That's so funny. I guess it I is. didn't think about it, that. It is financially. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So I, I think that actually the women's soccer, the U.S. women's soccer team is uh, profitable or financially solvent it's just even that is not uh as lucrative as as the men's team even though they're more successful in their league of course but hmm. <laughs> a title nine title nine is uh, i mean in it's purest form it's just about equal opportunity for men and women in in educational settings mm-hmm. of course it's been distorted in so many ways to mean right, that right. you have to have kangaroo courts on campus to deal with rape accusations and nonsense like that. And title nine has been twisted in the transgender stuff too, even though it was written with no transgender concept in mind. Title nine has been interpreted in many contexts to mean that men can compete against women because they are women. So they're deserving of the same female opportunity, I guess. Assigned male at birth. I was reading some kind of medical literature yesterday and, I saw that um, assigned uh, people who were assigned male at birth. It was in like a Mayo Clinic study or something. What the fuck is oh this? Oh god! So it's not just some activist thing. It's it's legitimate. Or Cleveland uh, Clinic. It was something you know. Clinical literature. Yeah. Clinical literature. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay, Glory Girl. Did you have any other thoughts before we let you go? No, I don't have any other thoughts. Okay. Well, thank you. What you're doing. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And. Uh, well, I hope you get the results that you're looking for with Leah Thomas and the rest. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, too. All right. We'll see you next time. See you later. Uh, let's see. We could do one more here before we take a break. I uh, Every time I get this wrong, so I'm going to ask one more time. How do I pronounce? Is it Avo Brady? How do I, you correct it's a, me? It's an acronym. It's OVO. OVO Brady. OVO. You can say it however you want, Matt. Dude, I get it wrong every single time, and I always forget. Honestly. So I, I apologize yeah. for that, but what's on your mind? Uh, Well, just real quick, uh, huge shout-out to Danger Spaces. This guy's a freaking awesome dude. Yeah, I Great know. Great conversationalist. He just, he's managing all the tech rooms and stuff. 
uh, the dude, you guys, I don't know how much you're paying, but you better give him a raise or give him <laughs> some kind of happiness promotion or I don't know. We we do awesome. try to take care of him because he does uh, really good work. Yeah. And, yeah, and Danger Space is an awesome person, it's, especially with you guys. He's really helped us out throughout the last year. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, we're really glad to have him and, uh, and, um, and yeah, we, we, yeah. we won't, we won't get rid of him until he decides he wants to leave. That's for sure. We appreciate, <laughs> okay, we appreciate his services. Good. Um, I just barely caught the, the last conversation you, you were having with uh, glory girl. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about, uh, conservative ideologues or, you know, conservative right-leaning people to look or research into, to kind of get an idea of what your right. political alignments are. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I talked to you guys, I asked your opinion about Philip DeFranco. And, oh. um, this week, I, I actually had a Philly to... D story earlier this earlier today. You bring Seriously? him up, but I'll, I'll save that for after. Keep going. Did okay. you catch him behind a gas station blowing another dude or something? No, but that oh, sounds God. plausible. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I, but off of the last conversation, I wanted to get your guys' opinion if you know uh, or if you're familiar with John Stossel. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's another good reference. Thank you for bringing him up. Yeah, I John used to Stossel, love him, but then I discovered. Well, he's oh, um he's of questionable ethnicity, and he's a oh come on, <laughs> that's he's what a white dude with a mustache. Yeah, is he a white dude though? Yes. What he, he what has like he dad. said though? What did he? What say? has he said? No, I mean he's a militant libertarian. Yeah, militant libertarian. Yeah, he's. I mean he's definitely more libertarian than like you know conservative. But he honestly, I watch his videos all the time, and he does a great job at just. Laying out the details, just like Matt, he just lays out the details. And when he when he talks and interviews with people, he's he's not afraid to ask like hard questions. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, you know, knock back on them when they're not willing to, you know, give up a, a few inches. Like John is just a, I swear that man. He's a he's, he's a good, good dude. dude. And I grew up on John Stossel. I'd say of anybody in the political sphere now, he probably influenced me the most hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, John. Yeah. And he still makes videos. So he's, you know, I still watch him. I, you maybe I maybe I do disagree with a few things, obviously, because uh, I can't agree with 100 percent every anybody what anyone says. But uh, I would definitely definitely use John as a great reference to start with. Yeah. My, my political beliefs. And how could I forget Ron Paul, too? Well, we're talking of similar oh, yeah. themes, yeah. sort of people. Ron and I know Paul. a lot of these guys are like John Stossel, Ron Paul. Uh, those are more sort of Larry you, you want to get like a uh government philosophy those are good guys if you want to talk yeah. moral philosophy i think people would maybe say that's not quite their wheelhouse mm-hmm. and and some people might find frustration with those guys because they're very pro liberty people not that they are immoral people but if yeah. we want to talk about constraints of morality in your personal life that's not really them they're more mm-hmm. like what is the proper role of government type guys yeah right exactly yeah Right um, what, what, yeah. what, uh, before we let you go, what was the, was there a reason for the Philly D reference or was it just, that's what you oh, talked yeah. about last time? Well, the last time you got, cause I, I, like I said, I watch Philly just, I like to, to be familiar with what the left and what, you know, yeah. the, the mainstream media is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like she interviewed, uh, Tori or Lori, the girl who exposed uh, libs of Taylor TikTok. Lorenzo, he did. He interviewed Lorenzo. her. He gave her like five <laughs> minutes of time. I was like, oh did he my just gosh. lick her butthole the whole time? What did he do? Seriously, he just let her talk and like, oh my gosh. When was this recently? Uh, it was right when the story broke. So it's probably like last Monday or Tuesday. Man, could I handle Philly D and Taylor Lorenz? 
No. Could I sit through that? No, don't do it. Yeah, I just, I wanted to get your opinion about him last time, and then I figured... I'd bring up John well, this time. Since uh, since we, t- I assume, yeah, I can't remember exactly what was said last time, but um, but the Philly D story that happened to me today was I received an email from somebody who is looking to promote his merch company, I guess, oh, and he was saying, "Oh, hey, we make uh, we we help YouTubers make merch. Would you like to?" And I'm not going to name the company; it's not really their yeah. fault, but. Would you like to take a look at what we offer and maybe you would have use for this? So I saw the email. I thought, okay, I'll, uh, I'll check this out. I'll see what they have to offer. I clicked the link. The first image is Philly D wearing a mask that says, don't be stupid. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not looking at this anymore. What? All my questions are answered. Moving on. Are you serious? Yeah. I've already got your merch going on. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's I'm always whenever people have uh, things to consider, I always like to take a look because sometimes there are small up and coming businesses that make a good product and you never know what's available. You're right. Oh, you already found it. Those mark those uh, flannels with Matt, the Matt and Blonde show on it or something. Uh, That would be cool if I could figure out a way to. Yeah, I mean, if I could figure out a way to have someone make high quality flannels that were that would be fun. But this is what not it. It's not douche. It's I not happening from the, from the Philly D don't be stupid mask company. Yes, it's his own That's mask. Great. It says don't be stupid, stupid. Yep. Oh, that's Philip for you. You can't put that on a mask, dude, especially in what it, it's it's April 2022, nearly May 2022. No more masks. Yep. Uh, no more. Anyway, no more for me. I've right, taken well, thank up you, too much of your guys this time. I really appreciate. Yeah, thank you, you guys. What you do every week. Thank you. Tell um, your woman that I said hello. She's laughing at the appropriate yeah, it's moments. Yes, my mom. She's always in the background. Ah. Oh, always... <laughs> yeah, well, well, thanks for tuning in. Say hi to your mom for us. And uh, yeah, I appreciated the background laughter. It really added to the bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime, thanks, guys. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Have a great rest of your night. Bye bye. You as well. Man, if I knew that a mom was listening, I probably wouldn't have said that thing about Philly D getting blown in the. Back of a gas station. Well, if she if it's a mom listening, she's probably a cool mom. Cool mom. So, like I'm a cool mom. <laughs> we are due for a break. No, we're not. We are indeed. Let me see. Uh, oh, I um, uh, that reminds me, I missed one super chat on oh, Sunday yeah. that I don't need to forget to talk to. about the super chat that you. <laughs> that you it was missed well, it was my fault. <laughs> Um, and this is a good opportunity to remind people too. If I miss your super chat or we miss your super chat on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever it does happen. Tippy streams impossible to read. That's why I missed this one. Uh, if that happens, you can send us an email. Number one, I'll, I'll refund it. If you want a refund. Number two, if you would just like to have us address it as a question on a Wednesday, we'll do that as well. Or I'll just, you know, I'll communicate with you by email if you prefer. But if, if we miss your super chat, don't think it's because we're trying to avoid you. We um, are. We hate all of you. Yeah, Stop you can, you can send me an email and we'll get that result as Lindsey Graham did because I stupidly missed one of his chats on uh, on Sunday. And he said, uh, OK, uh, oh, I can. So Lindsey Graham had sent us a super chat on Sunday asking about how what should I do if I want to look for a wife pretty much anywhere? How would I go about this? And we had discussed that, but then he added, um, I can move for work. I, uh, I am part of the elite 
uh, with the work from home. But where do I move? Where do I move to for young women with good value for a, for a wife? And then ETWP, is that a uh, acronym or is that a personality type? I, I, can't, I don't know. ETWP, um, I'm not familiar with. But where would you go? I don't know. If you wanted to move a- anywhere to try to find a wife, where would you go? I would stay mm. out of urban centers, to be honest. Yeah, I think Midwest, maybe. I would say... If you could find like a mid like one of the larger cities in a more rural state, think like Billings, Montana, think like Rapid City, South Dakota, think um, potentially even a place as big as Omaha, Nebraska, that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. where you can have a pretty there's a lot of fish to work with that are going to be of a more conservative family oriented uh, orientation. So that's good advice. Missouri. Yeah, uh, that's what I would do. I would avoid the New Yorks, the San Francisco's, the coastal crazy blue cities. But then again, you know, if you're talking about just finding someone anywhere, moves come with costs, too. Do you want to assume those costs just to get to a place potentially to have to move again if you find the wife that you're looking for? Right, right. So move next to a small Christian college. That's a yeah, that's planet smart. Uh, incompetent hands says uh, they edited out a homophobic joke from the first Spider-Man uh, for TV. I'm sick of the offended feeling uh, of sick of the offended feeling so entitled that they just get to rewrite reality. They openly prey on kids and the right does not uh, the right doesn't. Oh, does nothing. God, <laughs> I wish I could show people how hard Tippy stream is to read so they don't think <laughs> I'm a complete idiot. He's they, just illiterate, guys. They openly prey on kids and the right does nothing. Gay crystal knocked 2022. <laughs> the rainbow flag has got to go. Wow. Um, I did see this. Did you see this Spider-Man story? Yeah. Um, in terms of the the gay crystal knock thing, I think that a lot of uh, gay gay men especially would probably agree with you. I know a lot of gay men that were molested when they were young. <laughs> I know that's common. That's one of those hate statistics that is impossible to study academically. Yeah. And the, I, it's gotta be frustrating too, to be, well, if you're, there are a lot of, of people, there are a lot of gay men or just people in the uh, so-called LGBTQ community who uh, don't really want anything to do with some of the trends that have been going on lately. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that's frustrating, but at the same time um, we can use a lot of spokesmen to speak out against all of this bullshit and it really helps Mm. if I suppose it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not that we all don't have an obligation to speak out against this sort of thing, but sometimes challenge from within a community is particularly beneficial. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this is one such instance where we know that if the dreaded straight white man tells any other community to clean up its act in any number of ways, that's often treated as some sort of hate speech. If someone within that community uh, is able to tell that community to clean up its act, it, it, it's usually is more well received. And I don't say that to mean that straight white men have no act to clean up. We do. We all do. But, uh, but the homos definitely have more <laughs> to clean up. Uh, trends have been, Trends have been pretty bad lately. I think that's and fair I'm not to say. just talking about jizz at an orgy. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Um. Uh, this, if people didn't, I buried the point there. If people didn't see, there's 
a joke in the original Spider-Man, which I, I think I saw at some point, but I don't even remember. Spider-Man is taunting some kind of wrestler guy. And Spider-Man, I believe this is Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man says, uh, uh, cute outfit. Did your husband get it for you? And then they fight or something like that. That's and in it? This, and then this edited version that's on ITV in the UK, he says, cute outfit, delete. And then they just fight. As though it's sensible just to say cute outfit as a taunt and not did your husband get it for you. I hate this timeline. <laughs> Tyree Sampson, as in Tyre Sampson. Is that the <laughs> actual guy's name? There were some more findings yeah. on that whole. Oh, my God. I Googled Tyree Sampson. That was not his name, though. His last name was something else. It looks like. Tyree. No, no, wait. Officials. Were... Yeah, it was his last. That is his name. Yeah. Tyree Sampson, right? But I Googled that name, T-Y-R-E-S-A-M-S-O-N, Tyree Sampson. And the first results are tire shops. So we were not way off in calling him tire. <clears throat> anyway, tire said, <laughs> tire just says, uh, just says thud. Just says, <laughs> just says thud there were more findings in that uh investigation it looks like there was some manual adjustment to the seat safety and some things like that i haven't followed it very closely but there are there is more information on the uh the orlando theme park tragedy from a few weeks ago okay that's uh, we're good there sorry to take up so much time but uh, if you have uh, a few youtube ones uh, we'll get to those then we'll get back to the calls okay uh let's see sorry i should have reloaded this earlier instead of making you wait all right we have holden mulray one reason i trust the bible it was written over centuries used various forms of literature it tells compelling narrative the story arc of mankind how he lost fellowship with god and regains it the tree of life is early in creation, uh, Genesis 2, and again in the last chapter of, chapter of the Bible, blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. That's Revelations. Mm. Well, thank mm. you as always, Holden. Citizen 7, since the Twitter algorithm has been locked out, I've been hearing from many people that their accounts have been reinstated. All they had to do was resubmit their suspension appeal, give it a try. I'm... I'm all over it. Um, here's the truth about me. I sell Coke on the side. Wait, really blonde? No. Oh, well, that's disappointing, I guess. <laughs> Is it? Uh, Ryan has. Matt, a very sincere thank you for the quick reply to my email last night. It really helped me get my head straight. Oh, well, thanks for emailing and uh, and all the best, man. Uh, I, I hope that you uh, that you find what you're looking for, and I trust that you will. Did you just send him a dick pic? And then that was it. <laughs> it was a very sincere email. Oh, okay. um, sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and that was a thanks for the support for the show, too. I, I appreciate that. I owe Let's him a Bernie. There circle back. How about that? I am not okay. going to be niggardly. We will return to your chats at the top of the hour. Thank you guys for that. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. By the way, I have clarity on the Tyree Sampson issue. It's uh, not to take a shot at the chatter. But just a point of clarification, it's Tyree Sampson with a P. Sampson, yeah. But the chatter was minus the P. That's why it returned tire shops as a result. Okay. okay. So, okay. joke taken, though. <laughs> Thank you, Tyree. 
Okay. Let's get back to the uh, callers. Gilgamesh is up next. Gilgamesh, hey. are you there? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, blonde. How are hey, you? Man. What's oh, on? I'm doing fine. I'm enjoying this week, aren't you? Um. Well, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, but there, but there are good things. There are good things brewing. I agree. Oh, I'm loving how the left is freaking out. I mean, oh my god, it's so much fun. I have have not had that much fun watching a bunch of idiots go cr- lose their shit collectively in a long time since Trump became president. It does have kind of lower forms of that feel. I agree. It's not yeah. it's not fully there, but it's sort oh, of I a know. refresher of how it used to be. Yeah. Oh, I know. Jack Dorsey, do you notice how how different he is since he left Twitter? I don't think he was for censorship. I think he was pushed around by these people in there, like that lawyer that he brought on Tim Pool's show. And the JJ. Yeah, JJ, he yeah. definitely is very pushy because yeah. he's not a very big guy. Jack Dorsey's a very like small guy. So he could easily be pushed around. He's more you mean they physically pushed had. him? Like Vijay well, kicked him his ass. And made, yeah, and made him <laughs> censor and kicked Donald Trump off. I don't think he ever was for it because you look at the beginning, yeah. you could say anything on Twitter when he was running the company. Yeah. And now it's like he's more free to say how shitty the company is. He's glad Elon bought it. He has he had, make it what it was. He has yeah, said some things. Man. He has said some things on Twitter recently that uh, are are sensible. I don't know that I'm yeah. willing to jump in and say Jack really oh, gets I'm, it, but they're sensible. And yeah, my I don't know that I I don't know that I think he was bullied at Twitter when he appeared on that Joe Rogan episode with Tim Pool and his lawyer JJ. <laughs> he either <laughs> was acting like he knew nothing about his own company yeah, because yeah. Tim he, was making points that Jack was learning for the first time. Uh-huh. Apparently he doesn't oh. know. I don't think he knew what was really going on. Yeah. I think they or, were, he tried, he let them, keep, he took a back seat. Yeah. Keep in mind, he was also running what the cash app or he, he had other mm-hmm. things that he oh, yeah. was in charge of. And I think he largely delegated Twitter. Yeah. And I don't think oh, he yeah. fully realized the, the amount of abuse and nonsense. People. Yeah. That was going on within. And then when he's trying to be, you know, asked to answer for the stuff, he doesn't know anything that's going on. That's yeah, I don't think like, I don't think yeah. he was faking it on that Joe Rogan no. episode. I don't think he was no. acting ignorant. I think he genuinely did not know because right. these people handled it for him. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Who yeah. do you consider the greatest actor of all time, living or dead? Whew. I'm the wrong guy to ask, man. I just mm. I have I don't I haven't seen enough movies to give a credible quality answer. I I, I did I did a video on it. It's funny because yeah, who do you think, Blonde? Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Ooh, nope. You want? Can me to I go tell gut? It is? Can I go gut reaction and say Clint Eastwood? Is that a good answer? Nope. It's I love Clint Eastwood. It's Nicolas Cage. Oh, no, I, come I, on. I love Nicolas no, Cage. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Nicolas Cage is yeah. the only actor, even in a bad film, that gives the one of the greatest performances you'll ever see. He can go from subtle to crazy in any movie. No other that actor doesn't can mean do it's that. good. Oh, you yes. know he's great. Okay. In every movie, even a bad film, he's great in it. It's he could be subtle like in Pig and Joe. Pig and was go so good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I know. He was so subtle. He could be in a horror movie where he doesn't say one word in the entire movie, and you still remember his character. Yeah. yeah. Memorable. I'll agree. I'll agree. Memorable. I'll I'll grant that. I, I, 
yeah, I did a whole video where I showed actors who are just the same actor in every role they ever play. Like Ryan Reynolds, I never get and tired. And Nick Reynolds. Cage is not that? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. He plays okay. a different character. He's totally different in every movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was it? Blonde, I'd love to do a long about, you know, about the Bible and everything with you because I really have a lot to talk about that. And I have nobody else to talk to because I can't do these because po- I don't know how to set up these things and talk to anybody because I'm such a about small what channel. the Bible. Oh, I thought you said pie delivery. No, I, no, I, I talk about the Bible, you know, because Blonde does I know really pie. Love, though. That's a fair answer. I really yeah. love to talk about. Oh, I love pie, too. But I know how you like to talk about the Bible and that. Yeah. His heathenist lifestyle doesn't, he doesn't get the Bible. So. Well, don't count me out yet. As I mentioned and teased a couple of weeks ago, there may be some projects in the works that might uh, involve saying, some lessons oh, or learning or, this. you know. I did a video about the Holy, about the Hebrew Bible, the difference between the Hebrew and the Holy Bible. Hmm. Really, really into it. Yeah, it's worth <clears> watching. Okay. And yeah, it goes like what what makes those two Bibles different? And I was like, really like, wow, that's a there's a whole lot more of the Hebrew Bible than the than the Holy Bible. All right. As, I, yeah. Any last words from you before we let you go? You have you have Nick Cage oh, bounced around Rocky, this call from Rocky topic to topic. That you're wrong. Rocky is a love story. Well, why is Blonde not wrong? No, you you absolutely you criticized about the boxing, but. Stallone said this was a love story. The box yeah, it's a was shit love story with a terrible love interest. No, he, he wrote it for it. <laughs> these are two people that have come from poverty. He had to drop out of school to, to work, and she's basically a schmuck that he falls in love with. And then at the end of the movie, she says, yeah. I love you. Schmuck That's earns right. other schmuck. What a story. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great love story. That's why people love the movie at one and off. It is the picture. Because only great movies uh, succeed in Hollywood eyes. No, 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 no. There's yeah. a lot of shit now, but that was a great movie when it came out because of the love story. Uh, agree saying, agree to disagree. Again, it's kind of like your picks of movies are kind of shit a lot of the times. But I will say well, this. Well, vote for movie. better ones. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to get on the thing. I have a bunch of movies. Yeah. I have almost 80 I could go through. And I don't know how many you want picked for the list. But I've got Oscar winners. I've got comedies. I've All got, right. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps your selections will be next. We'll see. Uh, you know. Thank you for I the love, call, man. Have oh, a great yeah. night. Well, you guys have a great night. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I feel unfairly targeted. You also agreed that Adrian was a frump queen. Yeah, but I, I like uh, schmoozed everybody up a little bit before I, I just t- took a major dump on that ch- shitty, shitty movie <laughs> that everybody loves inexplicably. I'm tempted to hate on Rocky again, but I uh, should give more time to our callers. So J-Val is up next. Hello. What's on your mind? Um. So uh, I was just in an animated discussion with Danger Spaces, so I need ah. to switch uh focus you're talking about taylor lorenz no okay. yeah. and well, you can continue that if you'd like or something else is you want i think he said he wanted to talk about that or something um oh yeah he, my, he will get last call tonight so he'll, he probably will bring it up okay yeah the the thing i wanted to bring up was um just an interesting perspective that i uh heard on like the modern woke stuff like um why is it not enough to um 
uh, it's it's not enough to be accepting of you know like you know not be violent and be decent towards you know gay people you have to actively like affirm them in their beliefs yeah you got to clap at the parade right yeah and um and i was reading this book um carl truman um and he points out or he brings up this that this whole school of thought has to do with um something he calls or i don't think it was him that coined the term but expressive individualism mm-hmm. which is the idea that you're like have you ever heard the phrase your true authentic self yeah it yeah. makes yeah. me cringe but i have heard yes. it yeah yeah and so that that's like our entire culture is centered around like um your inner self being the like fundamental uh like identity of self like your inner thoughts your inner feelings and that type of thing yeah and so our whole culture has bought into this and so but that that is as opposed to like the more traditional views of um you know you're not just your internal feelings that's just a part of your biology your inner thoughts that's part of your biology there's also an external like you are also the place in your culture you know you are a father to Mm. somebody you are somebody's husband which You actually see that with like modern, even feminism, like they would take issue with with, you know, describing you in terms of other like external because that that's like oppression. Um, Interesting. OK, yeah, I, I see what and, you're saying. Yeah. And, and so it's it's this whole like if you want to understand like the trans perspective and, and like all the modern social justice, you need to understand like. basically you know notions of self how you view yourself because from that once you have that perspective and you believe that it's like your inner feelings your view of yourself defines yourself that is why like if somebody says that you are not what you think you are then you are depersoning them yeah it's uh I think it's a, a symptom of a, a severe narcissism too. Oh yeah, in, absolutely. You, yeah. you are your own god, basically. Yeah, uh, right. And to question yeah. you would be to question God in the same way. And I think, right. I think a lot of the freak show that we see is if you are your own god, you are the the center of your own universe, the most important right. value of your own universe. To make yourself, I suppose, more identifiable to others, you have to adopt these weird unique traits or characteristics that make you some sort of uh, externally identifiable figure i guess yeah yeah i find it weird because it's it's one of those weird things where it's almost sounds slightly libertarian Hmm. but it's also like radically left wing and and so there is a relationship in there between like radical libertarianism which is like you know individual you know the true self it's it's if you take that too far you know, traditionalism or yeah, that's how I kind of thought the difference is traditionalism would would. Yeah, you have the inner self and, you know, ultimately, you know, we are answerable individually to God. But yeah, we also are responsible for, you know, the environment that we are in. Yeah. And, and there is a larger uh, stake. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's I mean, to me, like. I guess going into deep depth and there's, there's a whole lot more to it. Um, but going into depth, like really helps understand like what the mindset of these people are. 
Like, that's why, like, you can't even, like, train a kid in a religious upbringing because you're violating their, you're affecting their inner <laughs> selves. And, and, you know, well, that is. Isn't that the point of You're pressing though? them. Like, uh, how, how right, could but, you, how could any good parent say I will abandon the duty to. Yeah. Make sure that my child develops internally uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, but yeah, but for them, like, it, if you are putting your you're putting your ideas, you know, onto them, you're affecting them. You know, that's why discipline is like so bad, because, you know, that's mm. just you oppressing them into the mold that you want to see fit. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I obviously because, think. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was just going to say this, like, because there doesn't exist an absolute outside of, you know, the human experience. So because there yeah. is no absolute. Therefore, for you, that's it's just you pushing your personal preferences onto somebody else. Yeah, there's no was, there's know, no moral structure you're adhering to. There's no right, exactly. There's no higher value that you're actually right. enforcing. And, and and of course, the ironic thing is, is that these people will say that, but then they identify in groups. Right? They conform to their own groups of nonconformity, <laughs> because deep down, the human psyche does need. <laughs> Well, th- Those, this is um, this is the thing that uh, I know. I'll say it every time I talk about these religious themes. I know it's not particularly satisfying from an argument perspective for people to hear, and it's not particularly satisfying to me either. But a lot of what attracts me to traditional concepts of faith is the alternative is so unacceptable. Yeah, if we all believe that we are all there is and we are the most important, you get all sorts of this nonsense degeneracy, like you're talking about. It's only right. through some sort of higher moral authority, higher moral framework that this sort of stuff is rejected and neutralized. So right. maybe I'll get to the more affirmative perspectives soon. I, I kind of, I, 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 don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly white pulled on it because, because like ultimately, like if you're focused so much on yourself, that only lasts a lifetime. And yeah, th- there is a sense in which, you know, you can think of, like Jordan Peterson would argue that like the concept of God is just, you know, society over multiple generations, um, you Mm. know, coming up with some concept of goodness and stuff like that, which I disagree with. um, But I think it's a very fascinating way of looking at it to come up with a rational basis for why faith matters. Yeah. Um, Well, I I think people default to um, community structures. Right. And collectivism right. to some degree. And so watching leftists do this when, when they maintain this air of um, individuality is kind of hilarious. It's just human nature. Right. Right. And I think on the right, too, it would behoove us to, like, be explicit about our groups that we identify with. Like, yes, we value individuality, you know, before the law, but we, we shouldn't, you know, completely acquiesce, you know, anytime somebody says, well, you're pushing your ideas onto them like you're preaching onto them and that's not you know libertarians like no it's it, it's okay for me to to you know talk about these things to other people yeah right? and they're not they're not mutually exclusive whether you're talking about right talking to another adult about your faith or whether you're talking about instilling values in your son right. the idea that parenting is just right here's all the and ideas think- in the world you decide which ones no i mean you, you, I'm going to tell my son, here is what I believe to be correct, but here are the reasons why. Here's the thinking mm-hmm. that goes into that. And I hope yeah. that he'll understand right. why. 
that that's the and I think that that is just as valid in your interaction with another adult individual. You don't yeah. necessarily if they tell you I'm not interested, go away. You probably should. It's not the same relationship. Right. But if yeah. there's nothing wrong with saying, here's what I believe and here's why. What are your thoughts? Right. Yeah. Or like, I think that what you're believing is going to result in this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to protect myself from you and these results. I sure. is inevitable. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. I think that, you know, my white pill reaction is that the fact that it is finally pushed down and now they're trying to t- say that parents can't teach their kids yeah. is like the breakwater point. It's like what I, I think that's when it's finally in sharp enough relief. And there is pushback, you know, about this identity stuff, but it's in sharp enough relief that people um, are starting to push back. I do think I see signs of that. And so maybe, you know, you know despite all the struggle of this year uh, in terms of the markets and in terms of just the economy and all the bullshit that's going on, maybe it will be sort of an ideological renaissance in that way. That is a uh, through, through struggle fundamental truths become more clear and maybe that's the hope for this year at least that's the white pill way i would look at it yeah yeah uh elon musk just tweeted what was it ad astra what is it through to struggle to the stars or something right yeah yeah describing his twitter uh things so yeah well thank you for the thoughts Uh, man yeah that's all i had so all right have a great night yep you too bye-bye Let's see. Uh, we're right at the top of the hour, so why don't we just grab a couple more chats and we'll get right back into the calls. I'll see if I can move sure. a little more efficiently. <laughs> I got a couple more chats over on uh, Tippy Stream. I'm laughing because they're two excellent names. Uh, L- Lindsey Graham has changed his name. Lindsey Graham to Wife Seeking Boogaloo. <laughs> That's a, I don't know if that username will work well on your uh, online dating platforms or not, but give it a give it a try. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the answers. Uh, like I was saying to you, Matt, I'm taking it seriously. I just want to know where to look is all. Uh, so mid-sized cities and red states, just go to bars to chat them up. As always, don't be a cuck. Embrace the white pill. Uh, oh, that's ETWP. Embrace the white pill. Thank you for clarifying. And I will remember that um, I would uh, it's it's not that it's impossible to find a quality woman at a uh, drinking establishment. I've tried to no success in my life. <laughs> so take that. Uh, take whatever wisdom you can extract out of that. But if I was doing this fresh, um, what I would do is head to a, a, a major city in a red state. And I'm talking again, like not Atlanta, um, not St. Louis. A, a, a larger city within a red state that still has conservative leanings. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would uh, given the, I don't know if I would have done this 10 years ago, but if I was doing it now, I would join some kind of church or some kind of faith. Definitely. Because I think that that's two birds with one stone. I'm interested in those things. And if you're looking to meet somebody, that would be a place to do it. Join some kind of activity. It could be, uh, a, a group fitness class at a gym. It could be some kind of hobby sport that you play on the weekends. Join some kind of activity like that. You will at least make friends and even through friends that your new friend has a sister. Your new friend um, has a female friend. You just you you try to find you try to make those uh, connections and you'll meet people that way. So bars would be way down on my list, but maybe if you want to go have a drink know. on the weekend and you see someone there, my dear friends met on Tinder. So who knows? It does. And and yeah, it, that happens too. So good luck, man. I, I hope it works out. 
uh, N word, F word. It's the full, it's hard R, two G's in the T. There's no, there's no softening this. I don't get why we have to teach people to be nice to. <laughs> that will, uh, <clears throat> this chat will pull all the remaining phlegm out of my lungs and throat. I don't get why we have to teach people to be nice specifically to. It's just a whole bunch of slurs. I can't even read this. When did don't be a uh, cunt stop working as umbrella as an umbrella term for anyone? Well, yeah. So what you're saying is I don't get why we have to be nice specifically to these particular interest groups, particular sexual groups, particular race groups, particular gender groups. I, I agree that you don't have special obligations to any particular social demographic. Now, I think that we all have a moral obligation to be nice to each other as individuals until it's proven that that individual is not um, a person who I suppose deserves such respect. But yeah, I, I, the point taken, and that's kind of what uh, we were getting at earlier. We're supposed to believe that I don't go to the store and just clap for someone on site. Yeah. If you have a rainbow flag, I don't owe you a clap. I owe you respect. <sighs> I owe you respect for your rights, but I don't owe you applause. And so you don't have to feel bad about about that. But I certainly I guess an N-word F-word certainly would be deserving of special applause. So I hope that you get it because it's very stunning and brave of you to chat on such difficult topics. Yes, exactly. Um are you good over there? Yeah. Bangs naughty bits thoughts on the GHS's new misinformation and disinformation governance board. Oh God, I didn't even hear about that. Um, I mean, if obviously they're going to react to this uh this Twitter news with some sort of authoritarian nonsense. They just launched a dis Homeland Security DHS disinformation. I think this was today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mayorkas testifies DHS is creating a disinformation governance board. That sounds like something I should read about. I will do that later. Um, Throne Blown says Peter Steele was the first rigid member in Playgirl. Really? They were just flaccid penises in Playgirl before Peter Steele? The Initially, first, I didn't understand what that meant until you They were less than impressed on the shoot. He assured them that he was a grower, not a shower. His words and the photographer agreed. Ah, well, I have spent a lot of time looking at those pictures recently. Huh. We miss you, Peter Steele. What era is this? You beautiful man. Peter Steele was the lead singer of Type O Negative. He died in 2013 or something. Oh. But he, they were really famous in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. He's very handsome. He was 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, eight. Oh. Is there yeah. a such thing as too tall for you? Is there a high end? 6'8's really pushing it. Hmm. Yeah. John H. I'd like to know the percentage of the country that knows the United States has been a corporation since the founding of the District of Columbia in 1871. We have to write legal paperwork to hold them accountable. Mm. Uh, Nobody. Nobody. Um, Thank you for that. Steven Suarez. Blonde's meatloaf has competition. Matt used Jewish rye bread instead of milk sourdough. Best excuse to put something Jewish in the oven. Thanks, Ah. Steven. Is rye bread, is that, uh, is that like a culturally Jewish thing? I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we're good for now. Okay, we will come back to your chats uh, at the end of the stream. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. 
Next up is the sweet voice of Batman. Batman, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? We are well. What's on your mind? Well, um, once again, excellent video this week. Oh, thanks. Um, and once again, it has sort of inspired my topic tonight. Well, thank um, you for the kind words. And once again, your mic is very low for me. So if you can get so low, if you can get that bumped or get a, a yeah as tight on it as you can, that'll help me out. Okay, I'm eating the mic now. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah, that's if you great. hear any digesting noises, then you'll know <laughs> why. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so one of the things that occurred to me while I was watching that video earlier today was um, basically it's 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 really it it is difficult to hold yourself to principle when it it's a of demonstrable it, it, it's a demonstrable vulnerability and i mm. found myself um sort of toying with the phrase um when you have power i ask for freedom because that is according to your principles but when i have power i deny your freedoms because that to mine ah so sort of like the person who is willing to stab somebody in the back to win a fight those who do not hold themselves to any kind of rules have a um you know, have that much, you know, that much more of an advantage just inherently. Well, so, and, and in a darker theme, they sort of invite their own rule free demise. They, they almost choose that, you know, it's like the only way they can be defeated is through their own rule free structure. Yeah. And, and so that was, that was one thing. Um, gosh, I can't remember. There was a British philosopher who said something you know, the, the greatest victory of fascism is that it requires its opponents to imitate it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the interesting. whole idea being, you know, the, the implementation of the draft and stuff like that. And we had to suspend freedoms during world war two in order to fight it properly and have the appropriate manpower, you know, to do so. Hmm. So when it comes to this whole censorship thing, at what point do you think it is necessary to potentially, I'm not saying I support this in any way, but certainly not Susan, hypothetically, <laughs> I don't know I'm where you're sure going. Susan thing. Thing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but um, no, at what point do you think it is appropriate to abandon principles and start doing what they're doing to us, to them? So banning them, censoring them, um, that is you know, the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, unpersoning them at what, when does it get bad enough? And I'm mm. not saying it has gotten bad enough yeah. or that it will, but w where do you think that line of demarcation lies? Well, the censorship issue is very interesting because I don't, when, when I hear speeches like Obama's, um, I have a different reaction to that than I do say speeches like the speech of a similar theme or comments of a similar theme by Fauci, for example, or anybody else who's talking about more physical intrusions, um, mm -hmm. things like, I don't know, sicking the child protection services on parents who deny their children's gender or something like that. I guess in the censorship context, and maybe it's, I'm just thinking too specifically to like Obama's speech or something else. I just think that in a, in a, in a real free speech environment, they lose. I'm not threatened by them on the open debate stage in this way. No, but, but maybe, maybe I should that, be, I don't which know. Which is why they don't, which is why they do stab in the back and mm. they, you know, refuse to operate on a level playing field. Right. 
So yeah, I guess, we, but I, I guess I just see fighting them if, if, if in this context, and I'm not saying it's true in every single one, because I, I certainly grant your premise that they like to wield swords that we will put ourselves at a disadvantage uh, or we will put ourselves at a disadvantage if we don't recognize that. But in this context, I think that opening things up and allowing the fight to happen in the speech sense, they lose. So I, I, I just don't. I guess in this context, I don't feel like I have to censor them to win. I, I just have to have an environment in which the ideas compete freely and they're already losing. I, I, I don't disagree with that. The issue is that they will never try to engage on a level playing field. I suppose. Right. It's too much so credit to them. Th- this, well, yeah. Th- I mean, they're, they're, they're never going to be the ones to duel to the death with you. Right. It's, this is the reason why you never see them go on like Timcast or anything like that. They yeah. always back down. Yeah. They always find excuses because they know if they go on his show, he's going to operate on them. Right. He, he, he from balls to brains. Yeah. And it's why they never go on Crowder and he has to create his own personalities to, to, um, <laughs> that's you know, true. I had never thought about it in that sense. But yeah, he has to literally create caricature versions of them to to have these sorts of conversations that's how bad it right, is because, yeah because they will never fight on on full playing field they always want to make sure that they've mined your side of it first or whatever well let me uh let me ask you this if we like is seizing the arenas of speech sufficient because what elon musk is doing here is an aggressive move of sorts it's not an aggressive move outside the rules in the way they might uh, do but it's an aggressive move to seize this to seize a speech arena to put in the rules the proper rules by force do you think that that is sufficient enough or would you want uh would you want a reversal would you want elon to go in and say uh the splc and the adl you guys are banned for the lulls and I, I could entertain that. I mean, like a little bit of maybe just for a little while we get back at them and laugh. And then I don't know. Well, my, my response to this is going to blonde, I think. But on principle, no, I don't want that reversal. OK, the <laughs> but the um, the question is, when when do we get down into the into the mud with them? You know, and um, where does that line of demarcation lie? And, uh, you know, what could potentially spawn that? I'm just thinking about, you know, what the future could bring. Um, you know, I, I think that the whole Elon Musk thing uh, with his purchase of Twitter he made a lot of these, um, you know, former Tumblr leftists show their... Because um, I think it was put by somebody on um, one of uh, Tim Pool's shows that, uh, you know, they conservatives will remain on a platform even when they're being censored and leftists mm. will not exist form as we see with with their little um impotent exodus from twitter uh they will not exist on a platform where conservatives are not censored uh yeah the threats to leave twitter have been amazing to watch oh, comedy gold yeah. Just, They'll never I've, leave. I mean, for the same reasons that conservatives were on Twitter when it was a liberal platform. It, but yeah, it's, I mean, so it's because the fight I, is I, the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a sense, it's the yeah. easiest because there's never going to be any convincing these people. 
right? They're, they're too far gone. So really, it's just about mocking them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll have to think about your point because in the speech context, I'm not as worried about fighting fire with fire. I think it's um, I think that as long as we are able to maintain free speech rules, that I'm confident that that we can win on the on the basis of the ideas. I'm way less confident on the issues of physical force that they insist on and the issues of theft in the form of taxation and theft in the well in the form of inflation too, or at least devaluation in the those sorts of things, those more tangible harms that they cause. I'm much more worried about. And I, I think that I'm much more, I suppose, willing to consider the fight fire with fire approach in that, in that type of scenario. Oh, it's time. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely on, I'm definitely um, in agreement with you on that. Um, you know, that the other things are a little bit more important, but free speech is sort of the hot button topic. And yeah, so yeah. I figured that's the one that I'd tackle. No, I agree. I just, to answer your question, I just don't know that I have a, a line that they could get so bad that I would want to counter censor them um, or deploy their tactics. I just, I think that their ideas are so bankrupt that I don't have, that we don't have to go that far. The farthest we have to go is to seize the platforms where the speech is happening and restore the rules to the proper order. That's, that's yep. all I would say. Yeah, I get you. I think if there were a line of demarcation like that, they would have crossed it long ago. Yeah. Um, maybe in particular when they started doing that, it's not a pedo, it's a minor attracted person. Yeah. When I- At which point I, all right, Titus, get the cross. <laughs> like, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Appreciate it as always. Of course. Good talking to you all again. Yeah. Have a great See night. See you later. All right. Uh, that, that's certainly a blonde theme too. I don't, I won't, I don't want to move on before we uh, get your thoughts on it. Are you interested in any uh, counter censorship on Twitter? No, not really. really. What's the point? I'm kind of surprised. I figured maybe you'd enjoy a little, Little uh, counter banning, at least for the trolling. No, uh, hmm. I want Twitter to be open so that I can call everybody, including all the leftist faggots, faggots. I, I saw it. So there have been a couple things. Um, people have said said things like the, the SNL joke was Elon Musk just wants white people to be able to say the N word. Um, that yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Yes. I know that th- that's distasteful. <laughs> But yes, I, I don't want certain <laughs> words to have this special category that if uttered, you are removed from the public speech arena. And yeah, then definitely. Sean King had tweeted out, you want to stump conservatives? Just ask them this one simple question and watch them squirm. Does their view of free speech include, he said targeted harassment, I think. So to be fair, that's a little. What does that even mean? But what he was saying was like, he did critical. Like, Strong criticism of Jews is what he was getting at. Whatever his definition of targeted harassment is. Of course, I would not say it's not for that group. It's for anybody. You don't have the right to go issue. You don't have a right to incite violence. You don't have a right to go threaten a person specifically. But if you want to say, I do not like Jews, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can do that. And it's up to people to decide if they like that opinion or they don't like that opinion. But what was encouraging was the response to Sean King was just a thread of the actual yes meme guy, you know? <laughs> and Gab had one that was the yes meme guy with like the cross around his neck and yeah. the and the American flag 
a bandana around his head or whatever. It's it's just so clear that these people have no concept of what free speech values are that they think they're stumping you. Yeah. It's like, would you possibly defend someone's right to say something that you disagree with? Yes, I would. Of course. I can't course. believe. Oh, you got me. No, not that opinion. Anything but that opinion. There, <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, there is no opinion, no matter how vile you think it is or wrong. Yeah. That I would say you shouldn't be allowed to hold that opinion or express that opinion. Yep. But Sean King thinks he got you. It's this white guy, too. Yeah. Like, what's uh, his plan here? I just don't really understand that. Like, Rachel Dole is all in. Like, why would you choose to be black? Because there are a whole host of benefits that go along with it. That's why. Yeah. There's preferential treatment. There's public celebration in the way that we I were know, talking about. I know. I know. But then it, like, comes with having to be black. There's preferential treatment. It's a only benefit. only in certain settings, though. It well, but those are the settings in which they reside. They don't reside in Baltimore. All right, they okay. reside in. Uh, they reside in coffee shops with white people who celebrate the very that's light true. light shade that they. I may think have. that's a really important point, though that that dropped into a ghetto black culture. These people would be so screwed. Just screwed. Rachel Dolezal lasted a couple of years in coffee shop Spokane. Would Rachel Dolezal have lasted a couple of years in Baltimore? Yeah. They would have figured it out very yeah. quickly, I think. You know, banging black guys is not the same thing as being black, Rachel Dolezal. Well, I will say Rachel Dolezal, I think, put up more effort and was more convincing than Sean King, though. I think that she um, like legitimately has reverence for the black community. Yeah. And that she has a mental illness. Like if she you actually watch, identifies um, with black people. Sean King, it's all a grift. I don't think she's a grifter. Well, and if it is a grift, it uh, the, the grift has dried up, I think. I don't think she's cashing in very much these days. That documentary but, like really made me softened my heart to racial yeah, if, if people want to see it, it is I think it's still on Netflix. It's about it's just kind of her side of the whole controversy. And she does explain why. Her family history does have her family adopted, I think, African children or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. exactly and then why they, they abused the white children and they gave preferential treatment to the African. children. Yeah. So there's some kind of psychological component. The other thing she adopted them, you know, um, after you know, to get them out of the house. Oh, I, I, yeah, I forgot that. The other thing, too, her art is actually quite good. I think her, her paintings are very good An extraordinarily talented yeah. painter. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, let's get to the next caller. Raggle Fraggle's up next. Raggle Fraggle, are you there? Raggle Fraggle. Raggle Fraggle. Hey. What's on your mind? Man, we were wondering what was taking you so long. Jeez. We, we got talking about Rachel Dolezal. I, I was reading the uh, subtitles in the back and I was like, what? Why are they talking <laughs> about this woman? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's how you going doing? on? Uh, we are well. How, how are you doing? Oh, I can't complain. So what I want to talk about today is, uh, I guess it was like three or four weeks ago, you were talking about uh, abstaining from voting being, uh, I, I don't remember if you said it was like a legitimate, it is. It is a vote, essentially. You made, the, you made the analogy that if there's two bad options to vote for, it's perfectly okay to not vote. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a, a serious caveat that needs to come with that. 
Hmm. If you don't participate in voting, I don't want to hear your shit whenever you uh, have something to complain about things not going your way. Why? That's bullshit. Voting is clearly not a fair system. Why should I keep engaging in a system that's broken? They're going to they're going to steal votes. They're going to make whatever happen that they want to happen. And I'm not engaging in it. And it's my fault. Fuck that. No, it's not that it's your fault that it's happening, but whatever happens because you don't fight back, you don't vote, you don't. This is not how we fight back, though. We tried to fight back through legitimate means in 2020, and look what happened. Voting is not the way you fight back or affect change. Legitimacy doesn't work. There's only one more thing to do. Yes, it's time for illegitimate means. (laughs) Well, let let me. Let me give you, well, first, before I offer my thoughts, did you want a rebuttal to Blonde's point? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to rebut that. I'll, I tr- I'll try to give but, an analogy uh, that, that explains yeah. my perspective, because I, I do think that, that not voting is a perfectly legitimate vote, and, and I don't think that you have an obligation oh, to vote I, for. Here's the thing. I well, agree with you, but the, hold on, hold on. with just, the circumstances, though. But just let me, so, so let Let's put it, this is a little bit of an extreme exaggeration, but I don't think it's that far off. Let's say that there are two robber, there are two criminals at your house and one says, I'm going to come in and kill your family. And the other says, I'm going to come in and raid your safe and take all your shit. Do you have an obligation to pick one of them or you get that, you get that choice presented to you or should the proper answer be, fuck you both. I'll have nothing to do with that. And if you try bad things are going to happen. The, thing, the, the flaw in that analogy is you're the only one that's voting and you're the only one that's affected. In the grand well, scheme of things, that's not the case. And to go back to your original analogy of uh, but, choosing between firebombing your town or, you know, just setting one building on fire, yeah. whatever it was, I forget. But if everybody's has the opportunity to vote, all it takes is one motherfucker to vote one way or the other. And then you either have to tie it or you have to delegitimize it. Well, I suppose. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that damage is being controlled by that vote. But but uh, if 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 you genuinely believe that two politicians or two issues presented to you are both of damaging quality. Is it really a, a failure uh, or a, a, fa- a failure to meet an obligation if you say neither of these are acceptable? No, I think the failure fa- came long before this ever came to a vote. Why is this person proposing this vote? Oh, it I agree. It never came to this to begin with. I agree, but, that, but it that's, has. That's what we, I think that's what we all need to collectively do is take a step back and say, where did we go wrong and what can we do to undo it? Oh, I, cer- I certainly agree with that. Because it it's, it's so, so much we got to undo. If but but I guess to to return to the analogy of the firebombing of the town or the murderer and the burglar at your doorstep, they are there, and you can't in that moment you can't say, well, this is a this is a situation I don't accept, and I need to make a selection that will minimize the damage. I get the point is like we're in it, you know, and you mm-hmm. can't you can't just erase that. But I, I agree that we should well, try I mean, to going could. forward. To, to but blonde's point, the blonde's point, you could, but. There's a lot of mess that goes with that. Well, what's uh, well, the plan? Yeah, I, I agree, but um, they're making a lot of mess. <laughs> you know, yeah. They're, yeah. they're they're making a very messy situation as we speak. 
No, I don't know. Well, let, uh, let me um, pose one more hypothetical. Um, let's say, uh, and this is way more realistic. Let's say that the next election comes around and it's Joe Biden versus, uh, I don't know, Liz Cheney. Or just pick someone who is, uh, how about Adam Kinzinger? Someone who is effectively a Democrat. Do you think that oh, you have an obligation well, to vote for Adam Kinzinger? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you like him. I don't know. I, I guess pick two I terrible realistic vote, options. I don't have to choose between one or the other. I will, I will write in at that point. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a fair caveat, yeah, I okay. think, too. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that that's fine. Um, but then the question becomes, how practical is that? Is that the same as just not voting at all? And I would right, say it basically right. is. Yeah, but. I would too. But if I had to choose between uh, you know, a douche and a turd sandwich, I'm going to write in the angel that I can find. Yeah, I, I think that's totally yeah, acceptable. Yeah, fine, whatever. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. I'm so not we happy found, about it either, Blonde, but it is a fact of the matter. We found a way to agree in the end. Well done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we let you go? Uh, thank you for not hating um, Oh Brother, Where Are They? <laughs> well, I didn't do good it job. as a favor. I actually liked it. <laughs> no, I know you didn't, but all the same. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much because... You know I love that movie. <laughs> it, it took at the start. I thought I don't know if I'm into this, but it it, it closed strong, uh, so it won me yeah. over by the end. It's a it's a good steady buildup. Yeah. All right. All well, right. thanks, man. Yep. Okay, we can get one more here, probably. Although our I think dangerous oh dangerous spaces up after that, so we'll have one more then dangerous spaces. And our question list is refreshingly brief tonight. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to Espresso. What's going on? Not much. Uh, What's on your mind? uh, How are you doing? We are quite well. What uh, what would you like to talk about? I just wanted to talk about these uh, Putin shills on the right and how they're a bunch of faggots. Ooh, (laughs) they'd be fighting words. What what is your opinion, Blonde? Have you talked to Vince at all since since he moved to Coeur d'Alene? A few times. you know, uh, I'm kind of with you on the Putin thing. What what people on the right are forgetting about Putin is that he is also in the pocket of the same powerful people that a lot of world leaders are. However, he does do awesome stuff from time to time, like uh, kill journalists and a variety of other things that I truly appreciate. He's got a hand on his people. Um, but, you know, he's he's a lot of the same. He's not like too much of a different i do appreciate the exudes masculinity that's no small thing yeah i mean i don't really think that's necessarily that great of a quality because you have like che and castro you could argue also did in their pieces of shit and like che um i don't know i think it's important okay i mean it's important to be a good leader but i don't think that's something to hang your head on like that's end all be all of I don't know. He he's I don't know. He he treats people that that stand up for for native Russians very poorly. Hmm. He wants to make it basically a multi-ethnic society. He's I, oh, yeah, interesting. I mean, like you said he's in he's I, in the pocket you, of the Can you explain that just sorry, a little bit more cuz I don't know anything about that. I I have people say that like from the more pro-Putin perspective the line I hear excuse me the line I hear is that he's well, Russia is going into these 
portions of of Ukraine and and helping out these ethnic Russians who have been abused by Ukraine. That's the argument that I hear. But you're saying he's not actually interested in Russian ethnicity or identity. He's interested in some kind of multicultural society or something. Yeah, I mean, he's essentially same same ideas like the paper Americans. He talks mm. about doesn't use the, that phraseology, but paper Russians essentially. I mean, they're just it's like he's he's using these uh, what are those guys? The same same group that did the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, the, oh, the from the south, I think. Yeah, what were they? Uh... Uh, I know their names. It was Zarnayev, but what was their actual yeah. like nationality? Yeah, the Zarnayev well, uh, brothers were. Hold on, they're they're Chechenian. Uh, this oh yeah, yeah Chechen and Avar descent. Indeed. Well, yeah, yeah he's using them as like the shock troops to invade Ukraine, and hmm. all the while saying like we need to denazify Ukraine. He's he's like having people that advocate for white people to like be murdered in prison. I mean, I don't know. He's, uh, he's not a good guy. And like, and, and I don't know. I just, I just asked about Vince because he's like really counter signaling. Like, I don't know. I guess you could say white nationalism. I don't like that phrase, but he, like that's essentially his, his position in all but name. So like he's, I don't know, he's just going way too hard on. Which which bring, I, and I don't want to I I don't know what his perspective is so I don't want to characterize him unfairly but you're saying that leads to a pro Putin perspective. Yeah, I mean I think it's just because he's really good friends with Nick and. Is he? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're they're on cozy and he went to the AFPAC thing and. I don't know. It seems like they're pretty tight. And Nick has obviously been like really badly treated by the government. So, or I don't know, you know, the, the people that control the government. Right. And so he feels like anything that goes against the U.S. interest or the, the Zog interest is going to, is going to be good. But like the, the other side is just as bad. I don't know. It, it's, hmm. I'm not saying like I support Ukraine and all their corruption and everything, but like the only actual nationalistic group is the, is the Azov Battalion, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all of this is based on the premise that Slavs are white, so I think we all need to take a step back here, reconsider. Wait, what do they count as? People. What do they count as if not that? I don't know. They're, they're Slavs. All, they're, they're just Slavic. Slavs. Yeah. The okay. only whites are, are Anglos. Well, but where do they I'm fit? I'm mostly joking. Yeah, I, I want to know where they fit. All right. All right. Well, thank cool. you for the uh, thank you for the thoughts, man. Anything else before we let you go? No, that's all. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Last word goes to our friendly call screener for his uh, his call of the month. Dangerous spaces. What's going on, man? Sorry, just one second. I just need to mute you guys. Um. Yeah, uh, not too much. Uh, you know what? I know everyone's asked you it, but I only get once a month for the call, so I'm going to ask you, how are you guys going? <laughs> we are, well, other than being diseased and not being able to shake it, I feel fine. <clears throat> yeah. Fair enough. Your voice somehow got better on Sunday. I don't know what happened. It, might like, it was really rough to begin with, and it got really better by the end of the show, which doesn't make sense. But. Probably just loosened up. Yeah. 
Oh, possibly. Yeah. I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe being yeah. sick gives me kind of like lower gruff tones. You know, maybe I should be, maybe I should be sicker more. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just quickly, Matt, while I think of it, I just wanted to thank you. We, um, uh, the work I was doing with my dad, we got, uh, fi- we finished at least uh, some of it. Now we finished on Friday, um, mm. and it. It worked out pretty well. We didn't do the three-point lighting because we only end up getting two lights just mm. to begin with, just so we had something to do. Yeah, uh, I got a newer editing program. We worked our way through it. Um, it yeah, it turned out pretty well. It definitely can be improved, but we'll just have to work on it. For cool. The next well, time. well, good luck for the listeners to understand. This is a uh, you're working on kind of a video space setup, is what you're trying to do. Yeah, sort of. He was he's doing a training video, so we're just trying yeah. to work out the best way to kind of you know make it look good and, and best way for him to kind of do it and stuff like that anyway but i just wanted to thank you for kind of your advice and we did do uh work on a little bit some of the stuff you suggested and, well cool and yeah you know, it, it was all right but like i said we can't improve it it's gonna have to keep working on it but it's been it definitely improved it is mind-blowing how much just lighting improves stuff yeah and of course how, di- how different it looks and i i mean and neither uh, neither blonde nor me. We don't have like crazy professional setups or something. Obviously, we're in like glorified bedroom spaces. No, Hardly no, even check out this ring light. Look but, at that. Oh yeah, that thing has like a bunch of different possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But this is just for anybody who's looking into get into looking to get into video content, even if it's just making something for school or work or whatever. A lot of times I get questions about what what should I buy? Like, what kind of camera should I buy? Like, whatever and, you can afford. Well, there are certainly, you know, it depends how serious you are. And there are really awesome cameras you can buy for a lot of money. The reality is, though, for almost all video projects, lighting will do wonders for pretty much any modern camera. Way more than the camera itself can do in almost all cases. Totally, so if you yeah. you can get a $50 webcam and if you light it well, it's going to look just fine. So yeah, focus so, on lighting just, first, camera later. Yeah, and just to give people an idea, the lighting that Dad and I ended up buying was it just very basic, about a hundred bucks. Uh, two two light. They're what they they were what the, is called uh, soft box lighting. So it's basically these rectangular boxes that kind of just uh, and have like reflective stuff within them. Shoot light down on the person. You can really notice a difference once you flick the switch on them. Uh, and yeah, really really helped. So. Well, anyway, it wasn't what I wanted to yeah, talk I was going to say, you so want to talk lighting schemes for the whole call? Or? <laughs> no. Um, I was going to talk about Elon, but A, I figure most people have done that, and B, really the only angle I probably wanted to do is why they're so scared about having free speech, but I'm sure we can talk about that. Because they lose, time. yeah. They'll, they'll lose. Yeah, they pretty lose, much. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the main thing. So I figure, um, seeing as I've got my journalism background, maybe we'll talk about Taylor Lorenz a little bit. Sure. The queen so, of journalistic ethics. Yeah, so the thing that annoys me most about that is, um, well, there's probably quite a few things, but firstly, going to people's houses, there is literally no need, no reason why she needs to physically go to someone's house. If she can figure out an address, she can probably figure out a phone number, she can call them. There is no need to go to the person's house. It was an act there of intimidation, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm talking from a journalistic perspective of, of there's no way she can justify it is what I'm saying. Hmm. There is no need to go to someone's house. There is definitely no need to go to a random relative's house for the person. Has the she spoken reason- to say why she did that? I haven't heard any explanation. Yeah. Not that I've heard of, but the, 
well, the only thing I've seen her talk about was, and I think it was on Brian Stelter's, was she did the whole thing of, oh, people just don't understand the journalism process. It's like, <laughs> whatever. I studied journalism. I am qualified in journalism. I didn't understand the process because that's not journalism. That's not a requirement for the process. Yeah. Like, even if you want to contact family members to say, hey, I'm trying to get hold of this person, would they be interested in talking to me? Again, call them. Yeah, there's you no reason to You do not need to go there, to someone's yeah. house. Right. There is physically, it is it is at best, and best is a very relative term here, it is at best just them trying to have gotcha journalism. At best, which I think is scummy journalism. I do not like gotcha journalism. I do not like where you show up to someone's house and and basically try to ambush them. I wonder oh, if, I think I, it, I, would, I would love it if somebody did that here, though. I have I wonder, this fantasy yeah. that some that some journalist comes to my house and like I'm holding my baby and I look super hot and then I shoot them. <laughs> you better check uh, <laughs> Idaho's uh, defensive use of force laws before that situation plays out. I think the police would help me out here. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but really quick, I wonder what her I think she obviously doesn't want the shooting, but I think Taylor, if I was to guess her intent, she is kind of hoping to bait an aggressive reaction that she can use for her benefit. Of course, I think that's why else what, would she do it? That's the only explanation I can think of. The balls well, on the this other, chick. The other explanation I can think of is she wants the sort of situation that was at, say, Tucker Carlson's house where yeah. people physically showed up to his house to yeah. basically... Sorry, one sec. Yeah, there's no information um, relevant to her story that could possibly have been obtained through this home well, visit. But I think that probably the worst part is there is literally no news value here. I don't get what the news I don't get what the news value is. If she could link it to specifically a like a like they make the claim of well, you know, it leads to harassment and stuff like that. If they could specifically link it to something, and even then it would have to be big. It would have to be, you know, someone went and figured out how to harass a, you know, congressperson or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's such a nonsense argument, too. It's like if I if I put out a tweet and I say something ridiculous or I say something controversial and say some giant blue check Twitter account responds to me and says, look at this idiot and quote tweets. Yeah. And then my account is flooded with critical replies. Is that is that harassment? Is that people? I put a thought out in there out into the world voluntarily and the world responded to me. That's yeah, all much. that's happening yeah. with 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 libs of TikTok in a video form. That's and it actually yeah, exactly. in this but form, they want the protection from criticism. That's the thing. Well, in, in this form, it's kinder too because as far as I can tell, with libs of TikTok, she never actually links to the original source material. I've had yeah, to go it's, find it's it and I much. dig, but she doesn't yeah, say, "Hey, go harass this person." Yeah, it's yeah screenshots it's or videos that have been extracted and reposted such that you can't go harass the original. You can because the TikTok name is in there. But yeah. it's not yeah. as easy as click link to harass. Yeah. But 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 <laughs> again, the, that's the other thing is there is no news value in it. it. Everyone knows news value, even if they can't articulate it. Um, like to give an example, let's say that, Blonde, you're sitting with your husband, Matt, you're sitting with your wife. You're sitting there watching the news and they come up with a story of, you know, uh, find out who is being voted the world, uh, you know, the America's best coffee, something like, and you turn to your 
your you know respective husband or wife, you turn to them and go, ah, oh, they must have been having a bad, uh, like a slow news day. That is you, again, even if you can't specifically articulate it, yeah. it's you recognising news value. There right. is no news value in this. Yeah, I know. There is literally no news value in this. Well, yeah, like, that, that's look, why she did it, though. Like, you can look through, and for anyone interested, you can go look up the news values. Uh, different places will have slightly different lists, but it's things like, you know, obviously the the most important one is currency in terms of how current is the, is either the story or the update. Uh, but it's also things like, you know, impact. If it's going to be, you know, if it's going to be something that affects the county, you're not going to see it on national news because that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, prominence. Obviously, you know, if it's a news story about the president, that's more important than little Billy down the street. You know, things like that. If you go through the list, there's not really strong enough news value of any of them to justify this story, I which guess kind they- of annoys me. It's like, it's well, they, li- you're literally just doing it because you think she's effective and you want to basically try yeah. and shut her down. So. Well, yeah. The, Taylor Lorenz would say this is an account that has posted content that has been cited and referenced by senators and by Fox News personalities and by all these. She, she would say that it's feeding the the narrative, I suppose, of national figures and therefore is nationally relevant. Mm-hmm. But even that even but even that is well yeah may even if you want to say it appears on the news channels can you point to what news value they were utilizing but the, well, there is no news here this is you know this is pointless i do like the tim pool response though of of you know she doxed um whoever the woman's name is i'm not going to say it even if i knew it but um yeah, yeah I don't remember where that. they they had a billboard basically yeah. i think across from the new york times it was times square i know doxed, that yeah but uh, Taylor's oh, okay. at the Washington Post these days. Oh, okay. Was it? Oh, sorry, do I say New York Times? Um, but I don't know where New York Times up, is relation in relation to the sign, though. But regardless, they they put up a sign basically for everyone to see. And the thing I found funny was when she said they're trying to discredit my story, and it's yeah. like, no, that's not an attempt to discredit a story. It's calling you out for doxing people. All they gave was your name, and your name is out there. Your name is a prominent one. You're a journalist, right? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, what, what was the last thing I was going to say? I literally just had it and it, it left my brain. That's all right. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well, I'm, I might have to super chat it if I think of it after we get off air. Uh, okay. After we get off, um, yeah, that's fine. Call. Or, uh, Damn it. you can just, uh, you can DM me and I'll take a look as well. Oh, no, it was something I was going to, I wanted to bring up on air. And I, f- I literally just forgot what it was. Damn it. All right. You so have we'll- a month to think about it, Dangerous <laughs> Um, well, anyway, and I. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of um, DMing, I did just DM you something before the show. I don't know if you got a chance to check it, but yeah. So. Um, not yet, but I will look at it either probably tomorrow. So. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the help, man. Um, and uh, have a good night or good good day no down under. Good day. Yeah. No worries. So yeah. you guys have a good one. Okay, that'll do it on calls tonight. Appreciate all our callers and appreciate your patience if you were not able to make it in tonight. Uh, as a reminder, if you're having trouble getting in live or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form, and we will respond to those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now. Uh, James says, how do we win without restoring uh, resorting to summer camps and helicopter rides? Can we really live with our enemies 
even if we remove them from power? That's an interesting question. That is to say, even if the ballot box removes all of these, uh, removes the current uh, ideology that infests D.C. and other power centers. No, they're just going to be waiting in the wings. I, I will not live amongst these people. Do you, the only way it's possible is to, I suppose, deploy the sort of defense mechanisms that we were talking about with Batman. And I don't even mean defense mechanisms as in uh, use of force defense. I mean that you maybe you fight a little fire with fire. You do taste of your own medicine and, until people realize this is unworkable. If we want to get along, we have to have basic respect for each other's rights. That's the only way I could see it playing out. But this is the same hypothetical that comes up. And the ideal in all of this that's frequently brought up is the amicable split that we all just agree to a national divorce. You guys want different things than the rest of the country does. But what's the, I think, fatal premise in that idea that they would allow us to live in our own country (laughs) uncontrolled by them? They'll never agree to that. And even if they didn't have political power in D.C. or Hollywood or elsewhere. The trouble is, and I think that's the point that James is making. I don't think they accept living alongside us in peace. No, they don't. So what are we supposed to do about that? Uh, I guess you got to browbeat a little appreciation for peace into them as you no, peaceably you you're not browbeat. Change these people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you do you, know, you know, well, I, I do know one way. Yeah, I do. Um, and it seems like they're intent on provoking it. I also know that minds do change though. And I also know that I've seen a lot of minds change. Can we change enough to reach critical mass to minimize these people? I don't know. I mean, if I if I didn't believe it was possible, I would stop doing what I'm doing right now, and I would. Uh, I this suppose, is why you're train motivated. For a, train for and a bad I'm day. I'm checked more. out. Yeah. That's the, that's exactly the difference. Because I do not believe that, that we are ever going to reach critical mass in this regard. It's just never going to happen. Well, if this COVID thing didn't change your mind, you're worthless, and I don't want to reach you. Uh, I oh, I thought you were talking about me specifically. You're saying uh, oh no yeah yeah no yeah. no 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 no. It's just like a, 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 a scamdemic, worldwide scamdemic that just destroys our economy and splits up families and stuff. If that's not waking people up, then like what what's going to shake them down? What's going to what's going to do it? I know it sounds preposterous and I agree that it is. And I'm not sure that I necessarily want these people as allies because I don't know if I trust them to be allies. But there are people out there looking at stories like the mask mandate on planes and realizing now, wait a minute. This doesn't seem to make any sense. What's going on here? It seems like this is about, I don't know, uh, legally questionable authority that has actually nothing to do with science. Those people do exist. And, yeah, and, they are, and where where yeah. were these dick bags like two years ago when we needed them? Like, yeah. oh, great. You're coming to your senses in 2022. Go fuck yourself. Well, the the hope that <laughs> I, I, I can't dismiss that sentiment because I do feel that. Uh, reaction to them. But on the other side of it, there are people who look at people or did look at people like me, probably rightfully and say, dude, you voted for Obama twice. And now you show up because some YouTubers made fun of feminism. That's what it took for you to realize the damage being done to this country. We all rode the same wave here, a reasonable wave. 
Yeah, but you got to remember, even though we all like the news is the news. People have their own lives. They have their own focuses. Not everybody is as overtly political as maybe we have been. And different stories and different policy changes impact people differently. It's possible that people are some people are somewhat insulated from the bullshit Stop. that we've been able to see for some no time. No one has was insulated from COVID. No one on earth. They are rare. I will grant you that point. I, I mean, what's a better test of, of somebody's intellectual well, is, merit I, and personal substance I than whether or not they bought into the COVID thing? I agree with that 100 percent. And I'll one quick story and then we'll. Uh, I'll move on because I've already taken too much time on this, but it's school board voting time around here. And uh, of course, I have no direct interest in that. And I don't really intend to send my son into the custody of these psychopaths when the time does come. But of course, I don't want the children of my community abused by these psychopaths. So I will I will gladly vote. And there are two incumbents and there are, I think, four other people running a bunch of challengers. And my mindset is. I need to know what all of your opinions are on mask mandates for kids at school. I don't give a shit yeah, yeah. what your other opinions are. If you're in favor, favor of forcibly masking kids at any point, but specifically now, yep. uh, that's what I need to vote. And I tried to find their policy positions, looked all these people up, tried to find where they stand on masks at school. None of them are even willing to say it anymore. Yeah. And so I had to use other means to assess, but that, I agree that it is a litmus test issue like Corona sanity is a litmus test. But on the other side of it, these people were too scared to provide the results of that litmus test to me, which I think is a good indicator. They know that it's a loser way too late, but they do know too late. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. He listens to this show. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. Do you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Yeah, he just had a breakup ah. with Shailene Woodley. And ah. like, I know I shouldn't talk about this because, you know, I'm I'm 34 and everything. But like that girl walled out so hard. I have never seen it happen to a woman so badly. Wait, what does that mean? You hit a she, wall? She just smacked into the wall. Like she was like, attractive and then it all went away? I don't know what happened. She's like ah. 28. Huh. I'll send you a picture. Anyway. Aaron Rodgers, thanks for listening. Sorry about your breakup with Shane. Would you accept living in a Christian theocracy with no separation of church and state and biblical law as the supreme law? I mean, based on everything I've said historically, I should say yes to this. But like, based on some Old Testament standards, I'm pretty sure they would just murder me outright. <laughs> I would need to know what the actual law is. As I've said many times, um, I don't, I care much more about the purpose of government than the means through which we select our leaders. Yeah. Democracy is of no inherent value to me. The purpose of government in securing our natural rights is. And if that is something that would be upheld by biblical law, I have no idea. I, I, for me to say yes, for me to say yes or no would be a lie because I don't know what exactly that law would entail. Yeah. But if you let's take a different analogy, as we've talked about, if you could tell me there is a king in theory, now I don't think this is very real, but in theory, there's a benevolent king who will flawlessly uphold the rights of the people with perfect execution, or you can have democracy where 51% of people decide what's right. Uh, Give me the king. With perfect sure. execution in upholding the rights of the people. That's okay, much good. more you, you important. You answered that question correctly. I was very worried about that. I'm not going to say yes to the biblical law thing without knowing what it is, though. 
I mean, we'd be screwed. Well, well, um, I guess, should I vote for my own murder if it is morally justifiable that I be killed? Isn't that the question of the day? <laughs> um, Mary Claire, what's your opinion on Christian head covering? I don't do it, but I think it's a good idea. Women get a lot of sexual power through their hair. Hmm. What is, uh, I'm not familiar with what this looks like. Like, what is the. You just veil yourself in church for modesty. Oh, okay. We're not talking like hijabs or something. Oh, I'm all for female hijabs. That'd be awesome. I'm go- I've gone full hijab. Wow. Niqab. Yeah. Beekeeper suits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would never have to shave again. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I can't really opine on that because I don't even know. Yeah. It's not really. I wouldn't be able to give a good opinion on that one. Miller's haircut says, uh, I'm not a Luddite, but I find humanity's increasing reliance on technology, specifically computers, for the most basic needs disturbing. Do you think that as our technology becomes more advanced, humanity will actually devolve mentally and physically, sealing our extinction? If so, how do we avoid the fate without voluntarily going back to the Stone Age? Is it even possible? I love questions of this theme because... um, well, we had a similar question a couple of weeks ago about, do you think uh, humanity is stronger slash better off because of technology? Or are we worse off? I, I think undoubtedly we're better off having the ability to accomplish incredible things and have all the world's knowledge at our fingertips. But, but that's it, not everyone's doing. Everyone's just jerking off to porn at home. And yeah. Like, the on um, Reddit. The need for personal discipline has maybe never been higher because we have so many vices available to us at, at, with such ease. Yeah. So if we could achieve heights of discipline, maybe I suppose rarely seen in the history of humanity. And if we could commit ourselves to physical health and fitness in combination with, (laughs) I know, but it's, it's like, I don't deny the premise that reliance on these things does come at a cost of making ourselves more pathetic because it does. But if we could just, Commit our commit ourselves to taking the best care of our, ourselves as we can mentally and physically. In addition to having these tools at our disposable at our disposal, it's an amazing time to be a human being, best ever. But it's a very tall order, and it's taller for, order for a lot of people. I include myself in that, of course. Um, no, there's just no way. There's just no way that we're ever going to we're, that we're going to spontaneously develop a, a unprecedented level of self discipline. Yeah. Everybody's addicted to their phone. I'm addicted to my phone. It's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, just put the damn phone down and do something else for a little while. But But I I need to know if this medical thing that I was worried about 15 years ago is still a problem. Yeah. Um, by the way, we have these formatting issues because a bunch of our call and show questions are going to spam. I've noticed that with my own inbox that comes through the website too. I don't know. I don't know how in the system we might be able to fix that, but uh, we can talk about that offline. Yeah. Okay. This is from No Name. According to Breitbart, world's first lesbian bishop calls for church to remove crosses to install Muslim prayer space. (laughs) Your thoughts, blonde, is Christianity a serious religion anymore? I mean, the thing about this, about Christianity becoming paused, there are still factions of Christianity that are legitimate like Catholicism, although I know we've got our problems and orthodoxy seems to be doing well as well. Um, I think the real thing is to avoid being Protestant and 
just because Christianity is globo homo and, and totally paused now, it doesn't mean that we're supposed to abandon Jesus Christ. That's that's not what we're supposed to do here. We're supposed to um, modify and rejuvenate and reform the church no. that has been infiltrated with with men's sin, which is how it always goes. Not that I have taken sides, but I feel like I got to go to bat for team Protestant on principle. You is are it, Catholic. Is it the Pope, the king of the globo homos? Yeah, he's really bad, well, but he I will die. And there because, will be because right. because he doesn't have any real power in the church. I don't pray to the Pope. But even if I think my local pastor guy um, or whatever, my local Protestant preacher man is a globo homo. Yeah. How is the, the Pope, the, arguably the most powerful religious figure in the world, being king globo homo? How is that not an indictment on Catholicism? But does he really have that much power? I think most Catholics look at that and they're like, wow, we've we've strayed. Hmm. People don't worship the Pope well, the has, way that they used to. He has a lot more power than my neighborhood Protestant. Um, I don't know. I don't think the Pope has as much power as you would think. But, and if it but, if it uh, if it makes people want to reform the church, then it's a good thing. Is there? A, I'm asking seriously. I'm not even asking rhetorically. I don't know who I would name as a more powerful religious figure, though, than him. But in the what, world. what does he actually do? What can he do? Well, I don't know much about the Catholic governance structure, but I know that he's, isn't he, you tell me, isn't he viewed as like a, a quasi God within the church? No, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> but a man and he's heretical. And so the Catholics are super pissed off about this and it's um, increasing the attendance in pre-Vatican II churches. So I'm all for paused globo homo popes. If it gets Catholics in line and everybody stops like, being a jeans Catholic, you know? All right. I just, I gotta, I feel like the Protestant team's getting treated a little unfairly. That's all. Well, they've, they've been led astray as well. <laughs> all right. Richie says, greetings, fudge packers. As we are all navigating the downfall of the West, I've recently started collecting historical items and memorabilia. I have an eclectic mix of items ranging from old coins, a Cleveland Indians baseball cap, Old Bibles and missiles. I'm not. What is this word? Is that a religious? uh, Yes. A book. Oh, okay. Well, this is. Yeah. A book containing the texts used in the Catholic mass throughout the year. Okay. Uh, To Confederate flags. Also, I feel the need to do this for myself and my kids as a way to preserve our history and expand their appreciation for a culture that they were born into. And may never fully know unless we fight to preserve it. I'm wondering if either of you have given much thought to preserving old things for your children. That's interesting. Um, Just every time I have to get something cut off my body, I'm just going to put it in a jar mm. and give it to my children. I don't know. This is a hard question for me because um, most of the antiques I have are Asian. Mm. Um, I do have a letter from my family's my uh, husband's German family from 1337. That's cool. And yes, it was a super cool find. And um, I will always protect that. And then we have a lot of art that I will, hmm. I will give them. I have not put a lot of thought to physical items that I would want to pass down necessarily. Part of it is I have an aversion to collecting too many physical items. I just hate having yeah. stuff around. Yeah. And so... 
I don't, I don't, there's not a lot of physical things I potentially plan to pass down, but. Geez, yeah. Do you, maybe. do I collect anything that is worthwhile? I have a lot of old books. But I plan to pass down silver rounds and ammunition. Those are the things That's I plan good. to pass down. Yeah. yeah. Um, Franco is French speaking fucko. <laughs> we literally just answered this. Is Christianity just spiritual global homo? Oh no, I guess we didn't answer it. Is it spiritual Globo homo, like believing that all souls are equal and such. Hmm. I don't know. I think that there's a there's a sense of justice uh, inherent to Christianity that I think is lost in Protestantism and upheld in Orthodoxy and Catholicism. Um, like true justice on earth. Do you have a like an example? I w- I'm just curious about context. Justice in a criminal sense or in a afterlife the, sense or how? No, not in an afterlife sense. Like I see this, this might just be, um, this might, this actually might be unfair to Protestants, but I see this in Protestantism a lot where it's like, well, uh, they will be judged in the, in the afterlife, but Catholics, Catholics and, and people that are Orthodox seem to seek justice on earth like in a oh, in a different kind of way i see uh as in the attitude being like well it is my job to f- forgive all sins and clean you know wash my hands of these things versus this guy committed a crime uh he needs put him in the catapult yeah yeah, yeah. and okay. i like that i mean I, I i like this mentality that there is redemption through jesus christ however uh there also must be justice through his hand in in this world hmm. And we have to execute people. I'm just joking. Most Catholics don't don't believe in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder what the Pope's stance on those issues uh, is. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chatelet, Chatelet, and once more Chatelet says, question, who is the most attractive Ooh. person that you hate and the most unattractive person that you like? Like physically attractive and unattractive? Is that what we're getting at here? Um. Yes. Who's oh, this most... is hard. Should we do actors or politicians? Uh, well, I mean, how many attractive politicians are there? Uh, Very there's a, few. There are a lot. Um, really? Okay, I guess we should just go in any public figures, et cetera, is what it says. Yeah. The most attractive person I hate. Oh, um, Alec Baldwin. You think he's attractive? Oh, oh. Mm. Wow. But it's because of this Jack Donaghy thing. Huh. Like Alec Baldwin 20 years ago, chef's kid, that huh. sexy, until he opens his mouth IRL, but as Jack Donaghy, um, and then the most unattractive person that you like, Adam Driver. I don't know why I like him. He is That's an ugly bastard. Ugly I bastard. Would, I would think that he would be more attractive than Alec Baldwin, though. Adam Driver? Oh, wait. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking Adam Levine. Oh no, he's short. And yeah. yeah, Adam Driver. Wait, who am I thinking? Adam Driver is. Uh... Oh, it's the Kylo Ren guy. Yeah, you're saying the Kylo Ren guy is unattractive, but you like him. Oh, he's he's an ugly bastard. Yeah, yeah he's so so ugly. Can I go the other so side ugly. and say Daisy Ridley? <laughs> Which she's um the unattractive one, right? Yeah, you say that she's unattractive, but I and I should. I don't know why everyone hates the new Star Wars. Well, I know why everyone hates the new Star Wars. I'm saying I don't even know why I I like her. 
but I just do. And I yeah, she's a thin-lipped, thick-necked freak. I don't her know. Her eyes why. aren't even that wide. What, what's the deal? I don't even get it. Would not bang. Uh, who's the most so the, the most attractive person I hate? God, I don't know. Uh, so uh, maybe not, you should go political with this. Again, attractive female politics. Well, maybe there might be, I suppose. What about AOC? She's got a nice pair on her. Uh, I don't think that she's, she's that attractive, though. I guess. But I suppose that's an answer I could defer to. I certainly hate listening to her talk. And she's not. I will say she's not hideous, but I don't get the attraction to this horse face lady. Celebrities. Um, I got to think about this. Oh, how about this, though? I actually... Uh, do think that Ilhan Omar, especially by uh, Mogadishu oh, standards, yeah, yeah. is fairly Real pretty. Pretty, yeah, yeah. So I could go with that. Ilhan Omar, I, like I think, her. is a a physically attractive person uh, who I want nothing to do with. So I'll, I'll go with that. Um, what about Natalie Portman, too? I don't know enough about her. I guess I do. I mean, she speaks at like Women's March and stuff. So I assume I hate her personal politics, but I do find her to be an attractive woman. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, everybody's saying Amber Heard. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Halo oh, I wanted horns. to bring the, uh, uh, Lauren Chen put out a poll the other day on Twitter, and I'm curious what you would have to say about it because it's a, a really a, it's a good one. If you had to, and I assume this means, I don't know, if you had to either spend time with one or consummate with one, you have to pick one, Amber Heard or Meghan Markle. Wait, I have to either bang them or just, spend time with them? The question was unclear. It just says, if you had to. And I think the implication was like, oh, okay. you know, marry, uh, bang type scenario. Wait, who was the first one? Amber Heard, Meghan Markle. Amber Heard, because she has that quality of like borderline personality disorder hmm. that I've heard make women super good in bed, but I don't know, because I'm well, not crazy. Speaking of... Super good in bed. My response was the opposite because nobody poops in my bed and gets away with it. I'm not taking Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, I forgot about <laughs> That's that. That's the deal breaker for me. You can't well, take you a gotta, shit in the bed. You just can't piss her off. You know. She says it was dog poop, I think, if I understand correctly. But Meghan Markle, ooh. How do you not piss her off? I mean, uh, she seems incapable of not being pissed off. <laughs> anyway. I don't, I don't know. All right. That's... It's tough, Lauren Chen. You got me, Lauren Chen. <laughs> She's really hot, though. Yeah. Halo with horns. Uh, hey, Matt, have you solved the God puzzle yet? I'm praying for you and Blonde, too, for Faith to be uh, steady and strong. Remember, Faith is a gift you must be willing to accept. Uh, I did receive your uh, your package on that, and thank you for that. I appreciate it. And uh, no, I can't say that I've solved the puzzle, but I can say that there are pieces moving in pursuit of the solution to the puzzle. And I remain uh, interested in trying to solve it. So stay tuned. And there might be some news on that in the near future. Um, name shame. Hi guys. What do you think of the Italian court ruling about giving a child only father's name as a constitutionally as constitutionally illegitimate Duh. from now on, all children born should have both the parents last names. What? Oh, yeah, I did. At first, I thought I was reading that incorrectly, but I, I was Ugh. reading it right. So you can't just have the father's name as the kids. Both parents. I was unaware of this, so I don't know that I can even opine, but. Yeah, <sighs> I'm going to take that premise as I'm going to 
take that as true. Uh, that sounds so ridiculous. Part of me thinks it might not be correct. True. I'm not trying to implicate the questioner, but and of course, if I'm sure a lot of Europe is trending that direction, so it could be totally legit. Um, I guess the question would be fundamentally, why do we use, why do we carry forward the man's name? And I suppose I don't know the answer to that historically, but I can infer it. And I would infer it on the basis that men are traditionally the heads of household. Mm -hmm. And I think that matters. I think it means something. And it's not just that men are so awesome and better than women. It's that the male leadership role in the household is what creates a stable, healthy family and makes father and uh, makes husband and wife, father and mom most happy most of the time. Yeah. And I think it's a gesture in recognition of that. So, you know, at least in our family, that's why we would carry forward that tradition is because of those general truths. I don't know that everybody has to, but for the state to say we don't recognize the other fundamental issue here is not is not just why we carry forward the father's name generally. But what business of it is this uh, is um, what business is it of the state's? what the child's name is why do the parents mm -hmm. not have the exclusive right. right to decide that themselves yeah yeah which they do already uh, yeah i'll have to look into that i don't know but did you um do you have any more thoughts on on why father's <coughs> names carry forward or or well that's that's clearly the reason okay it's um you know uh it's a what's the word i was gonna say matrilineal help me out guys my brain doesn't work for the fathers the father lineage it's the it's... Uh, paternal Oh my God. Maternal would be mom. I was but. like patrilineal. No, it's the paternal lineage. Yeah. Um, which I don't really have a problem with. I mean, this is troubling. Italians, they're they're so cool, and then they just do all this pause stuff. Huh. Damn Italians. And they were so dumb during COVID. Just incredible. Well, they really got uh they were one of the first people that were hit a lot of the, the fear porn was coming out of Italy because they had right. the direct flights to Wuhan. To and Wuhan in fairness and to Italy, workers. they have a very old population too. So they did kind of get wrecked just because their population was more susceptible. Um, yes. Yes, that's true. Although we don't know if anything was true around that, around that time. Yeah, I suppose. Patrilineal is a word. Oh, what does that mean? It's um, like a, based on the father like the descendant of the male line yeah okay i feel pretty dumb but less <laughs> dumb than i did it's that time of night when words are made up and wrong things are said so anyway i uh, will catch up with your chats we'll call it a night over on uh, d live jen collin thanks for supporting the show uh jen collin also says does not voting give them one more vote to forge? That's an interesting angle. That is to say, if I don't take advantage of the ballot that is mine, Can't do they uh, take that ballot to <clears throat> yeah. make it theirs? Um, I wouldn't doubt that some of that is happening. Maybe you're right that there's just a pure defense angle there. Take one out of the pool of uh, fortifiable ballots. Maybe yeah. there's something to be considered about that. I don't know. I feel like if they want to do it, they're just going to do it. Um, are you good over there? Uh, yeah, I do have, uh, one more. Actually, there's just one more in tippy stream. So why don't I take care of that? Let's see. Elon could have put $44 billion dollars towards solving world hunger, putting poor kids through college, helping refugees. This is from N word F word, by the way. <laughs> Instead, he used it to send millions of leftist narcissists into a tantrum 
uh, inducing depression spiral. Honestly, honestly, money well spent. And I hate yeah. that criticism too. This guy could have done this with that money. Yeah, and you can also waste away your money as much In as you want. the way that you see fit. Right? Just, when you're so worth $250 billion, I don't care if you you know, shove it up your butt. I don't and I, I just think it's it. dismissive too. I, I don't know that it's the single most important problem in the world, but the way we have eroded and degraded free speech in this country is a massive problem that I'm really glad someone is putting their, their money up to solving. I guess the principle, if you want to make that criticism is that none of us can spend money on things that are not the most pressing need before us at the time, at the time. Right. That's just, that's insanity. That's ridiculous. Like, well, Oh yeah, sure. You could go to, uh, you could go on vacation, but you could also, I don't know, give that money to the most important charity in the world and sit, you know, and, um, and, um, meditate at home instead or something like that. Yeah. You could do all these things, but the point is your money is your property. You earned it. You spend it how you see fit. You enjoy the benefits and you pay the consequences for mismanaging it. Yep. Exactly. And if you hate Elon Musk, you should be glad that he just wasted a huge chunk of his net worth of his net worth. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, what am I doing? Oh, uh, Matthew Mallon. Nothing in particular. Just keep on keeping on. You do. Well, thanks for supporting the show. Kelwin 58. Nobody has the right to not be offended. That right doesn't exist. Any declaration I've ever read, if you're offended, is your problem. And frankly, lots of things offend lots of people. Salman Rushdie. Um, that's true. And spoken like a man that uh, has a fatwa on him for basically no reason. Um, does he? Wow. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Armor Doge says Tim Pool is no mediator. He's just selective about who he hosts as anyone else. Do we say anything about that? I can't remember. I think it was brought up with the caller earlier about uh, might have been who is it that we're talking about? I think maybe it was Batman saying they don't even agree to debate generally. I don't know what Tim's guest selection process is or not, but I would say, um, is it more likely to see a debate on Tim's stream than a good faith debate on Tim's stream than say like uh, Young Turks? I'm I'm going to go with Tim. Definitely. But you know, he, you don't have to host debate either. I think the edit, I don't think anybody is forced to participate in debate if they don't want to. What I, what I hate the most is when people fire the shot, when they make the criticism and say, this guy sucks, what he's saying sucks, and then refuse to engage. Anybody, yeah. anybody who uh, is criticized on this stream, any single person who came to me and said, I think I was unfairly represented, I would like to come talk about it open door that doesn't mean that i want to be a debate channel and you know you may agree or you may not but let's say for me if i crit any person that i make a video about and criticize if they want to talk to me about it because they feel like they were unfairly represented i'm going to talk to them i'm not going to yeah. refuse and that's what bugs me is they take all kinds of shots and then refuse to engage you can't do that speaking of taking shots i, I watched tim pool's channel for the first time in like two years today hmm his diction, something about it, it is just so irritating. Have you watched him recently? I'm not a huge Tim consumer. By diction, you mean? It's um like the way he lands words and sentences has this, this tinge of self-righteousness that was just enraging me today. Ah. To- totally, totally um, just inappropriate response by me. But I'm I was not sure curious. I fully understand. I guess I'd have to see the video. Am I crazy? I, I, You're I'd saying like the tone to... was self-righteous? 
No, it was like the way he ends words and makes consonant sounds. Okay. Says it. It's like when somebody has an up talk, but he doesn't have an up talk. Okay. Something about it was just driving me fucking crazy. And I had to turn it off. I liked his content. I I liked what he was saying about stuff. Something about his pronunciation and tone has changed. No, people are saying you mean cadence. No, it wasn't his his cadence. Maybe I mean dictation. No. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Somebody else. He gets angry out of nowhere, too. I know. This came out of nowhere. George Washington says, my spirit lives in blonde. Okay. All right. All right. Um, John H. That's the uh, the real George. I think it is. Um, As much as all of us don't like it, free speech absolutism means um, MAPs can say they like to watch children at the public swimming pool and we can't ban them for it. Ah. I think that maybe that's good because then we can find these people and kill them. (laughs) Uh, No, seriously speaking, um, I, I, well, I am not saying you're not seriously speaking, I suppose. Um, I would apply the same standards to that as I would the incitement of any other crime. And I understand that it is uh, to there are there are opinions like that that are extremely repulsive, that are morally uh, abhorrent. Yeah. But the commitment to principle on this requires that mere opinion be protected. And And unless you're saying here's a plan to commit a crime or I'm committing a crime or I'm plotting to commit a crime or here's a description of how I committed a crime, we have to practice restraint on that on that matter. And if, if I'm going to sit here and make fun of Sean King for saying, could you really be puzzled or here's a, here's a, here's a difficult puzzle for you and me to laugh at it. I mean, I have to take this example with the same standard to me. This is a yeah. much more difficult example, but yeah, uh, you should be able to express horrible opinions. I'll have to stick with well, that. standard. I think that forever. we've done ourselves a disservice from a, a criminal monitoring standpoint by driving all of these people underground and into realms of the internet that the average investigator doesn't really understand. Yeah. So like tracking somebody that has an anonymous account is relatively easy. Finding somebody on the dark web, way harder. Hmm. Uh, J Val, I agree that voting isn't the ultimate form of civic duty. Voting gives them legitimacy. The ultimate form of civic duty is to do your own thing and form your own groups and tell meddlers to buzz off right on. Probably right about that. Uh, That is, uh, Mm -hmm. that is the way by the sound of him. Son of a glitch. (laughs) Don't have anything clever to say or a question to ask. I've just never tossed in my support before and you guys deserve it. By the way, you two should connect with Rakita Law and do a stream together. Racket said he's open to do it. All right. Hells yeah. I'm in. Uh, Yeah, we've heard some people saying that recently. So perhaps we should uh, we should reach out. And um, I'm I'm working another another thing I'm working on behind the scenes is maybe uh, getting some help in that department, in the booking department, because I it's not that I don't like having guests and don't and I'm not interested in participating in other people's things. It's just I've found so frequently that trying to wrangle guests and trying mm-hmm. to organize all that, it falls through a lot of the time. And then it, it just it's ends really up, annoying. It yeah. ends up being a huge waste of time and I get personally annoyed by it, but yeah. I'm trying to, as sort of my, uh, I don't know, as I develop in my work habits and my work product, I do realize that someday I will have to delegate some tasks and I hate doing that because I like to do all the stuff myself, but this is one such task where it's like, Hmm, Probably could have somebody help me email people 
and not worry about that. So I'm trying to take care of that behind the scenes right now, too. And I should say we, we are trying to take care of that, not just me, but. Tex Boulevard, Azov's trained by CIA Mossad. Putin called them out, denazify, uh, and has trapped them in Ukraine. They were to be used as Al-Qaeda 2.0 as an excuse to crack down on patriots and nationalists. Something fishy was definitely going on there. Like, these people are Jewish neo-Nazis? Like, I don't even understand... I, I'm just suspicious of the whole thing. Hmm. Um, George Washington, I read that. Eric Burns Marsh, as a Rusin, I know that we Slavs are not white. We are better. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, I, do, I have George, Anglo love. So. George gave a shout out to Dangerous Spaces, though. Did we did we get that one? Or did we get the one earlier? Oh, whoops. I read the one before and I forgot. Um, did I miss a bunch? No, I think we're good. It's just that one. Oh, okay. Um, George Washington says, Spaces makes me want to watch Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, back when Australia had uh, a legend of toughness and masculinity and all Mm -hmm. that, you know, I always thought that's what Australia was really like. Nothing but Steve Irwin and Paul Hogan walking around. And it turns out sweet still. I would like to go. I really would. I want to go too. yeah. Esoteric Unbound today. Elon the Barbane tweeted, what is the best in life? Answer to crush your enemies. See them driven before you in $40,000 hipster golf carts and behold, the salty tweets of their non-binary menstruating person. Did he really tweet that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at his Twitter feed today. I could check if you want. I'm I'm skeptical, but maybe he has been trolling pretty hard on Twitter. So it's uh, let me. Uh, why don't you do the next one? I'll see if I can verify. Outsource freedom, Lord. I love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And with your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the, your neighbor as yourself. Mm, I don't know, man. Well, thank you for the uh, support for the show. And is for that the, true? I am not going to be niggardly. And for the philosophy as well uh, and the scripture. Um, I'm not laughing at the thoughts of the chatter. I'm laughing at some of the things in Elon Musk's Twitter feed. So understand that. He did tweet a couple hours ago, next time buying Coca-Cola and I'm going to put the cocaine back in. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't see anything about uh, whatever the chat was referencing, though. I support him in that effort. That'll be cool. Matthew Rowley. Blonde in matters of faith, the Pope's word is the word of God as a sin to ignore only in matters of faith, dogma, etc. That's a lot of power. Um, Yeah, but if your Pope is heretical, what would God want you to do? Would God want you to trust the word of a known heretic that doesn't abide by basic principles of Catholicism? Um, I'm out on this one. Like, this is not what God wants. Uh, This Pope is a heretic. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't have to I don't have to do that. Uh, let me put this to you as Susan friendly indirectly as possible. Does he belong beside Nancy Pelosi? Oh yeah. Okay. He's a real bastard. That one. Huh? Don lemonades. Isn't Pelosi Catholic also, or, you know, allegedly Catholic Joe Biden also. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Yeah. Wait, why though? Enlighten us on the female psychology. What specifically about the Kylo Ren guy is attractive? If he is physically lackluster, is it just his dominant position in that Star Wars movie? I didn't even see that Star Wars movie. No, no. He is somebody that I like that's very unattractive. I can't even, I don't even know why I like him. I think he's a good actor or something. I know he was a Marine. Huh. But is that it? Like, 
But every I time know. I see him, I'm like, oh, your face. Just- <laughs> I don't find him to be a very compelling actor. And I, I'm someone who, for I, I like Star Wars even when Star Wars sucks. And most of the recent movies have sucked. But Ugh. I still can't really appreciate him. Uh, thanks Dangerous. for the uh, support for the I show. I am not going to be niggardly. Speaks in Uptalk. Hey, what's wrong with Uptalk? Yeah. I didn't say anything about Uptalk. You know, Uptalk has an air of... What's the word I'm looking for of, of insecurity? Like when mm. people up talk, I'm always like, they, they don't speak with a certain kind of confidence. Yeah. It's like but you're asking a question instead of making like, a statement. Right. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Whereas what Tim Poole does is he lands on a word with a certain self-assured cadence that I just find just inexplicable. Well, now I'm going to have to listen. Now I'm curious. I don't know. It's a. It's like um, an un an unfounded self assurance. Stop or, speaking so confidently and adopt an uptick so that or an up talk tone. No, can so you we, find a space in between? Just like, up-talk should anybody a little be bit that so we confident? know you're not sure? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being crazy. I'd have to or, hear it honestly. I get the themes of what you're talking about, but without hearing it, it's hard for me to understand specifically. Is it inflection? I'm fine with what I said about about diction. That yeah, but maybe it's his inflection. What you, now? Uh, I need the technical definition of diction. A cadence. Cadence the is the rhythm. Words. No. So it's not his word choice. Definition. No. Well. Although it it does say actually there are two meanings choice choice of words, but it's also the style of enunciation in speaking. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what it is. It's not the cadence, which is like the rhythm. Yeah. Of your words it's the it's the inflection on certain words that gives an air of some kind of arrogance that i just find intolerable Gosh, i guess I'm i really in the it. weeds here i'm in the weeds <laughs> okay uh i think we're all set let me give a quick refresh on tippy stream and we'll call it a night uh yeah we are uh we are good anything else before we get out of here don't tell temple i said that i actually oh well you know Tim, you know, Tim has been on this show, by the way. I was not um, here, though, so I can still talk shit on him. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but Tim was on this show with me. He's never coming back now. <laughs> Maybe we can get him on here to defend his diction and his cadence. I don't know. Anyway, probably not. I wouldn't count on it. We'll talk about something else on Sunday, all the news that happens between now and then. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys hanging out with us. Of course, if you're looking to find the rest of the show, if you missed or anything else show related, head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com, and be sure to watch your up talk and your diction. Have a good watch night. it.